Hey there, it's been a while since we talked about this, but if you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon, say, if you're going to be buying new books for this upcoming school year, consider doing it through duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. You go there and you click on the link for your location and you buy stuff on Amazon and we get a small cut of the proceeds. Uh, it goes a long way toward helping the network. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra. So if you're going to be shopping anyway, consider taking the extra step and a huge thanks to you who already do. Pro tip, you can grab one of those links, just uh, drag it up to your toolbar, and then that saves you another step. Just click that. Go buy stuff. It's fun. Anyway, that is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, The After Year, the <laughs> Games Club podcast, 17 years later. <laughs> I think I think we established with the, tra- the trajectory that my voice is going, I will be like a shattered. Like, <laughs> It'll be like when uh, Tim Heidecker goes through super puberty. <laughs> and Tim and Eric. <laughs> and then I will be 54, so I will turn into a prospector. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, game it. It's a game of the year. <laughs> Strange game tournament. We need DSX. Man. Oh, uh, and this week uh, we are continuing our Final Fantasy IV saga by talking about Final Fantasy IV: The After Years, which is a JRPG developed by Square and Matrix Software and published by Square for various platforms between 2008 and 2011. Yeah, this is, we're the only podcast. Yep. <laughs> that, that's done we, we are the only podcast, probably, I haven't gone and looked at this. Most of the time you hear people talk about this game, it is in a voice of, oh, it's better just to pretend that it doesn't exist. However, it does it, it there's there's one thing at the end of this if there's one thing that you're we're going to find common ground on is that the after years exists <laughs> I, th- I think we can both agree at the end of the day it is a thing we played if it's, okay so th- th- this is this is not like a weird like polybius style thing yeah. where it's we're a, just get memory jacked into us yeah it, i the the craziest parts of that like people just uh you know talk about how it exists and nothing else um, is in reviews of the version we played of the complete collection, which mm-hmm. like in reviews, a lot of reviews dismiss this summarily, mm-hmm. even though it is half of the content right? or more on that. Yeah. UMD, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you call Vita, Vita carts. <laughs> oh, it, um, it was originally PSP, so it would have been a, a UMD. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like half the the content on there. People are just like, yeah, ignore that. But Final <laughs> Fantasy IV is really good. Right. You know the the music is rearranged. It has cutscenes, so the graphics look like you know RPG Maker. Right. Um, and then and then kind of move on. And like, it's just kind of amazing, like how much this is not considered for one of the most popular franchises of all time, and with one of the most fervent fan bases. Right. Like, I think this is a uh, a symptom of something that I feel like you can kind of inarguably say that Final Fantasy has diluted its brand mm-hmm. to, like, a mistaken degree. Yeah, And this yeah. is one of the early things about it. Like, all of these, like, brave exoduses and all the bravest, and mostly, like, iOS shit, but mm-hmm. all these little, like, Gaiden games that have come out, like, yeah. the Final Fantasy brand means nothing now. <laughs> like, it, there's, it, it is not a marker of quality. Right. In the way that it was uh, when I was growing up and in my kind of, like, first phase of... of gaming yeah you know and and there are like any number of creative and personnel and like market driven reasons for why that might be the case like i cast a particular a particularly um kind of like scornful eye at the ps2 era mm. like final fantasy 10 starting start off good yeah. and strong yeah um and then them being so burned by the final fantasy 12 development cycle um, in addition to splitting their attention toward these MMOs, I know a lot of people like them, but it is a very odd direction for the series to go in, mm-hmm. um, ha- like left them burned. Their, their, their lack of successes and missteps left them burned. So when they went into the PS3 generation and said, all right, Final Fantasy 13, let's do this. And then let's do this in the most economical way possible, which is to start this out as kind of like a transmedia trans game pro- like like property yeah you know like yeah. nova vita crystallis or whatever like that for me was one of the moments where this kind of broke apart and this in a bit of a weird way is like this uh, uh kind of like later part of the uh, of that earlier era um led into that just a little bit like concurrently if not you know like causally yeah yeah i i, I think it's part of the same kind of long issue that has this is not the peak of it Mm -hmm. but it's part of the same continuum of just like not doing any not protecting a brand right which you know i hate saying brand Mm -hmm. like i i I realize that is a marketing thing too but you you hate saying brand but final fantasy you know like means something to you because of your relationship to it early on yes and it has become diluted to meaninglessness right um you know and i think this is one of the things it's not the most egregious thing Mm -hmm. but is one of the things where it's just kind of like boy, this, this franchise that like used to be a consistent like point of interest is now just diluted into a name. You can slap on anything, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, really. And this, yeah. this isn't anything, this is a, a particular thing, but it's just something I was thinking about with final fantasy today, yeah. because I was looking up stuff about this and seeing the fact that like, now there are, um, a bunch of final fantasy games. That I know nothing about, <laughs> right. You know, just like, Oh, final fantasy, uh, type, type, Blah. type zero HD. What? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I have like, that I don't, in my Steam you know... library, but I don't know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are people um, out there who know what it means and just say, Hey, you dipshits just stopped paying attention. It became very hard to pay attention. It, well, that's what I'm saying. I did stop paying attention and that's bad. <laughs> yeah. So people are like, Oh, stop paying attention. It's like, well, I, I did. That's why I'm saying I didn't know about this thing until now. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me if that's mm-hmm. the, the point of the straw man we're, we're summoning, right. but it's yeah. also frustrating because it means that this one thing that used to be a draw, mm-hmm. uh, is no longer a draw. Right. And so, you know, you know we we alluded to this and kind of joked around about it in the uh, in the in the main episodes, you know, about the main game. Um, you know that I like this more than you do. 
Um, that that is probably an understatement, but that is kind of the line that we're drawing right here. I recognize that it is deeply flawed, not for everyone, and the way that we played it, and also the way that it's packaged in the complete collection, encourages absolutely the wrong way to do this. It is to it is, play it right after. Yeah, I will agree that there's two different ways that I played this that are the wrong way to play it. Um, which is all in one burst and right after Final Fantasy IV. Right. Um, don't do that. No. Please. And please yeah, do not do not do this. <laughs> but I, I, there's something to be said though for the fact that like that's how it's presented. Yeah, it sucks. You know, like that's 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 how it's it's not uh, it's not just the show that I did that. It's packaged mm-hmm. in one disc as mm-hmm. a, a sequel that yeah. comes on the thing. So it's like. So, it's not just watch out for fireballs that made me experience this in the worst possible way. No, if you, went and, also, if you went and picked up that PSP version when it came out in 2011, this is probably the way you would do it. And it would be much like the WiiWare version where you would play it, bounce off of it and lose interest. I played yeah. this initially on the WiiWare version, um, pr- you know, not very, not very long after I played Final Fantasy 4, but like not very long means like within two years. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like one of my customary replays that I did around that time. And the combination of that that time break, the nostalgia, and waiting for the episodes to come out, so I wasn't just kind of going through each of these in a row, I think lent lent this to a better experience for me. Oh, um, one, like unquestionably, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think there's no doubt about that. the The question ends up becoming, if you know, is a better experience than the one I had good enough? Right. And it's 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 hard to say. Um, like I, I lean towards no, and mm-hmm. I think that the reason why is that um, the tragedy of the after years, and we'll get into kind of more demographic stuff. Here right. Too. I, I was expecting to talk about this later, but the tragedy of the after years is that it does some interesting things and does literally everything it can do to stop you from getting to it. <laughs> right. And so it is. It, yeah, it's a golden. You know, it's it's a tiny. It's not even like you know. It's a it's a good like Rainier cherry. You know, it's like a nice, a neat little thing that like maybe yeah. you want. It's not a huge substantive steak. I'm not saying it's like hidden under all this cruft is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It is. There's something kind of interesting though, but man, does it keep you away? Yeah, and so in lots of ways. The thing that's frustrating about the shrift that this gets as part of its legacy, by which I mean short to none, is that because it's only mentioned as hey, let's just pretend that this doesn't exist. I, I want to hear people explain why it doesn't work. I want to hear I like I like that that's what I want to set out to do is talk about what's wrong with this yeah and also like eventually get to those things that are like huh that is a very strange and interesting decision I don't know if it's a good one but I think it's worth talking about and by dismissing it out of hand I think that that actually denies this uh, something that it's that it's due you know well, as one everything of these, is due. yeah it's, it's yeah you know it's it's bad criticism to just say oh man that sucks and, and right. move on you know it's it's like the opposite of the final fantasy 15 problem where tons of people were just like this is the best and didn't say why <laughs> you know like final fantasy is weirdly critical resistance mm-hmm. like criticism resistant uh and not criticism by which i mean like saying negative things about it i mm-hmm. mean treat analysis resistant yeah, yeah in a way that uh because it has that kind of legacy so like you know, people, you know, a lot now that some of the dust has settled for Final Fantasy 15, a game I haven't played, but looking at the the consensus was very frustrating at the time because mm-hmm. people were just saying, man, you got to play it. But nobody would say what was special about it. Yeah. You know, they'd be like the you know, reviews would be like, you know, uh, the combat's actually really pedestrian. The story takes a huge shit. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10. I was like, well, what, what does that mean? You know, uh, and now that the dust has settled, people, I think that what happened was like, oh, there's a good Final Fantasy. Right. And that's so charming and and enticing that people couldn't 
drop it. You know, yeah. people couldn't can not reckon with it um, in either. And that goes both ways. So this is something where people just kind of summarily dismissed it. It's like worth dismissing, just not summarily. Right. You know, um, and and we're going to get into it because I have, I have pretty strong feelings about the things this does that are bad that mm -hmm. enforce my, you know, my initial instincts to bounce off it. Right. Like it's a weird thing where I think the critical consensus is 100 percent right, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, the 100 percent right and in the wrong way. And I will yeah. take I will take responsibility for bringing us for bringing this to our door when we talked about doing this for WAF 2.0 birth by sleep or whatever we're calling it. Um, you know, when we said like, Hey, let's do a, a heavy hitter final fantasy four to me, it made sense to talk about the after years almost as like a proof of concept for, 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 for the new approach of the show. And I thanked Gary for this off the air, uh, but I will thank him now. Thank you for going along with this. Now let's tear this thing apart. Yeah. Got it, it. Like everything that I end up playing for the show that I don't like, I'm glad, this will be a good episode and I have learned more about ways games can be bad mm -hmm. from playing it. And that's good. Like yeah. that is a valuable thing. And now that it's over, it's fine. Um, it was unpleasant at the moment. Right. Uh, mostly there are a couple of things I like mm -hmm. and we'll, and we'll get to them. It's also, I want to make a, a quick disclaimer too, for the whole thing is that, uh, playing this right on the, the heels of final fantasy four. And with the amount of like, not just repeated content, but repeated tropes mm -hmm. that happen in this game. Um, my memory is fuzzy. So, yeah. so we have notes. I've done some review, but like, man, does this bleed together? I, the, I think the first four chapters end with somebody saving you from a battle you can't win. Mm -hmm. And it's like people just keep jumping in to save a battle. Like it's there, there's a lot of repeated action yeah, and kind of like repeat, you know, the same kind of bits of drama leaned on. So mm -hmm. I'm going to get some shit wrong. The nice thing about nobody having played this is nobody's out there to correct me except for <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's like we've got the we, we're we're having the after years fan cast like now, <laughs> you know, at the same time. So, yeah, uh, but just as, as a thing, I'm going to probably get some shit wrong because yeah. my memory is bad about this. Yeah. And, and this uh, my my goal for this isn't for it to be like a knockdown drag out fight. I believe, you know, I definitely believe that um, my role in this is going to be to make sure that the cool stuff gets its gets its due. Get, yeah. You know, like, like gets get, gets a shrift. We're not going to harp on every single thing. In fact, I think that for the majority of the chapter stuff, we're going to hit these in very general uh, kind of uh, sweeps because yeah. moment to moment, you know, we've been through these dungeons, the majority of them before. There, yeah, there's there's literally nothing to say about the dungeons anymore. And right. like that, that's something we're going to dispense of right now. Think about that, though, as a damning thing to this as a product. Yes. Like the fact that uh, our show with our approach, we can't say anything new about this. And yet we do all of them multiple times again. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's a big deal. Yes. We're going to get we're going to go right through it. But just keep that in mind. Like yeah. the interesting stuff happens in the party composition that the game sticks you with the like, you know, the tile sets and the things that you're doing in the dungeon. were never any great shakes in the main thing, but you generally went through them once. Right. And, and it was fun to see like a new you know, tile set. Like if you're suspending your disbelief and going in for the melodrama of the game, like it was kind of fun to be in a new dungeon. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that kind of stuff does matter. And this kind of underlined that to me that it's not just a wireframe. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the party composition stuff too, like is, is good, but also hit and miss, you know, like when it, like some of the, it's good sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't actually make a difference though. And you just have a basic ass party, right. you know, and it's like, you're stuck doing, a dungeon you've already done sometimes multiple times during the after years, mm -hmm. you know, a dungeon that you've done in Final Fantasy four with just like a fairly standard party um, or a party that wouldn't be that unusual from a Final Fantasy four setup. Right. Because that's Final Fantasy four did that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like stuck you with kind of like, oh, this is, 
you're kind of you know in an interesting spot here mechanically. Um, this doesn't present that many unique situations that aren't to me like oh like it's Cecil and Porum and Pollum. Right. You know, or like, or, you know, it's something like that where like, oh, that's kind of a weird party composition mm-hmm. um, or I don't have a don't have a black mage now. Right. You know, this does, does stuff like that, which is cool when it happens, but it's not unique to the after years. Right. Like that happens in four two. Yeah. I think the what sticks out to me is the fact that you are getting these fresh starts in every individual chapter, making them yeah. feel a little bit different from a play. Uh, kind of point of view. But you're right. As those chapters progress, you end up with a more full featured party. As opposed yeah. to the limitations there, there we should talk about like the generalities of the game because we're hitting these in kind of a scattershot fashion. Yeah, it's it, it's just they 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 domino mm-hmm. a lot for me, so it, so it's hard to uh, hard to to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so as we mentioned, this is a direct sequel. Um, this takes place seventeen after seventeen years after uh, the event. <laughs> seventeen of, of after Gold. years. The seventeen after. Oh my god, the, <laughs> like the just a just a big line of seventeen after years. I have to get through before I can, you know, before I can come. The, se- the seventeen um, after years you play in heaven <laughs> <laughs> or hell. My dinner with after years. Um, yeah. So uh, after the event of Golbez's War, uh, which were the event of Final Fantasy Four, right. Yeah, um, and this concerns itself uh, with many of the same characters, but also introduces uh, some new ones, uh, some of whom are uh, the children of the characters that we already know. Yes, so it's like the the next generation. Right. You know, a lot of that. And again, you know, neat but hit and miss in execution, which we'll kind of talk about, I think. Right. Um, some of these are cool kids. Some mm-hmm. of them are less cool kids. Right. Um, so this, the biggest thing about this game and the biggest thing that uh, – kind of damages its pace is that it was an episodic game. Um, originally released for Japanese mobile phones, uh, brought to America as episodes in uh, WiiWare um, during the summer of 20, 2009. Right. Um, so this was meant to be played in burst. And most tellingly, I think, is that these came out once a month. So they have a lot of grindy, repetitive content because mm-hmm. it's supposed to last you a month if you are, you know, a salary man on a train. Right. Uh, you know, just like grinding. Yeah. Or if you're like Cole and that was the summer where you were living in New York and you waited for these things to come out every month because it was a burst of a reminder of home. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does uh, at times feel like Final Fantasy four. So there, there's uh, it's it's got that going for it, but it's meant to be kind of like exhaustively played mm-hmm. um, down down to this moment because of that kind of pacing, because it came out once a month and it is broken up into those little bits which means there is like the basic story of this is not super complex. So every episode reveals a, a very small amount of the grand plot. Yeah. It's, it is um, incrementally glacially paced. Yeah. Uh, think of it uh, as being similar to the Arrested Development season four of Final Fantasy four in terms of structure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little bit with like a little like I would say even less is revealed. Mm-hmm. Like it reminds me of um, the biggest thing this reminds me of is uh, like shitty Chris Claremont comics around this era mm. where like the it's real talky. Like there's a there's a prose element to this that he has. And then just it's like, boy, you know, everyone kind of pop, somebody jumps in, says their name and says they're mysterious. And that keeps happening. You know, mm. like it is it is a I think this is a bad setup of a mystery. Mm. Um, you know, like it, it is it is giving you too little information. Yeah. Um, every every episode yeah like, I how, wasn't... like there, there are whole episodes where i don't know how this it really advances the plot right like the, the advancement of the plot is like one tiny tiny incremental change yeah 
for, happened for, for for me like I, I think this definitely harms the pace of the play like that grindiness can't be ignored i i think that the emphasis on the chapters is less about like solving the mystery itself and more about checking in and seeing about these characters like as a nostalgia play it works for me and and i mean and that's a, that's another that's going to be one of these things where this is not a knockdown drag out but i think we just have probably had different experiences because mm -hmm. i think i think some characters do fare well in this mm -hmm. um i think i think Again, though, I think it's very hit and miss. Yeah. Um, like some characters do get what I consider to be like significant and good development. Uh, some of them, I think, are kind of painfully cliche and it's stuff I didn't need to know. Hmm. Like, yes, it's development, but does it strengthen the character? Like, no, like I don't think it makes them more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah we'll have you to know? talk about that when we get there. Yeah, that, that's on a case by case basis. Sometimes I do think it works. Yeah. Like it is weird what this does to redeem Edward. Mm -hmm. as like a character i right. think that's like actually strong and good yeah um but i it's probably about half and half for me hmm. so there are definitely like there are whole episodes where i'm like boy like one person learned like a character in the the game confirmed something that i already knew because i am the player and i'm either the game has told me or i'm even remotely genre savvy hmm. and that is all that's been accomplished here hmm. you know and uh that's that bums me out yeah. You know, so it, it's and that's contrasted with the pace of Final Fantasy four, where like every major episode like does something dramatic, you know, like there there's uh, uh, oh, like this person has been uh, taken from the party and has been hurt or this person has revived or Cain has uh, has joined us again or, you know, oh, they're they're creating the Tower of Babel. Like there's actual drama mm -hmm. in Final Fantasy four and the pacing of the story. Yeah, uh, this is uh, I think feel like very limp in that respect. Um, and, and we'll, we'll get to it. it. It varies, but that's a, that's a problem with, I think the story stuff of this. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so this was collected, um, uh, misguidedly into one single thing, uh, under yes. the, uh, the complete collection. This is the version that we, that we played. Uh, and that includes a new segment called the interlude that I didn't play until we did this. It doesn't add up to much, so we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. We'll hit it right before as like the lead up to the, uh, yeah. to the, to the beat by beat. And just and just say what happens. It is, yeah. uh, you know, again, like a, some dungeons you've already done and a little bit of foreshadowing about what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was this was further changed and adapted into uh, the 3D style of the DS version of FF4 uh, and released on iOS and Steam. Um, mm. That's it's not very good. <laughs> in terms of is, like a presentation of this. Does um, it include the like the mechanical changes of the DS version? Like, is it, um, is no. it also harder and okay. No, um, it's just, it, it, yeah, it's a pretty, uh, straightforward, uh, kind of presentation of these same things done in 3d, the biggest change. And we're not going to talk about this until the final dungeon, um, mm -hmm. is that they drastically change the final dungeon and get it, get rid of all the good shit, uh, because so they it, didn't want to make new assets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird, it's a weird choice because it is noteworthy, <laughs> you know, at the very least. Yes. Like shuffling out a noteworthy thing out of this game is, is not going to be a good idea. No, no, I think. Yeah. So I would not recommend playing that, even though it is kind of one of the most readily available versions of this. Very few people own a Vita. Lots of people own iOS devices and steam games. I would say, um, it is even more not worth it than the main body of the game. <laughs> yeah. So just listen to this episode. <laughs> like we, we got you, fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this has some continuity of personnel. So last episode we talked about, uh, Takashi Takeda or Takeda. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, uh, has returned as the game's producer. You'll remember he is the person who brought kind of a dramatic flair, uh, to Final Fantasy four itself. He's the one with the theater background. Uh, they got, uh, Amano back. They got Yoshitaka Amano to return 
as the uh, illustrator for the game, and they pulled uh, Kazuko Shibuya, the sprite designer from the first six Final Fantasy games, uh, back out of his cold storage. Uh, to, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to Nova Tank. Yep. <laughs> um, ten years later, uh, in order to, uh, to to work on the updated sprite work, you know, to to you know keep a little bit of uh, continuity in the way these things look. Uh, we didn't yeah. see that in the version we played because they were further updated. For the PSP, uh, it's actually really cool what they do with the sprites in the WiiWare version, especially when you bounce back and forth between flashbacks. Like when you flashback, um, everything looks like the original Final Fantasy IV down to like the tiny ass uh, character sprites on the yeah. navigation maps. Yeah, and, the, and I've looked at these before, even though we didn't play that version. And the mm-hmm. character, the new characters do look a piece with the old characters. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the version we played, like everything looks a piece with everything because, again, it looks like you know, RPG maker assets more or less. Yeah. But like the, the actual WiiWare version is pretty neat looking. It's like much better looking. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. say. Um, so this came out, it was inspired by the development of the DS remake of Final Fantasy IV uh, with Tokita or Takeda uh, wanting to return to these world and these characters, just kind of a desire to kind of come back. And right. the, uh, the episodic release structure um, that we talked about was inspired by manga release structures with the hope that people would anticipate the new chapters and, and look forward to these things coming out. Yes. Um, now, each chapter uh, of the game is kind of the story of an individual character's uh, journey, um, and the story is presented non-linearly, um, except for the first and final chapters, uh, obviously. You're seeing uh, different pieces of what's happening around the world and checking in on these uh, these individual characters. Yes. Yeah. And simultaneously, it does jump around quite a bit. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to follow yeah. what's going on. Like, they, you know, they, they uh, the chronology works. Mm-hmm. Um, so the effect of each chapter is that you have new kind of party configurations and new parties. You have a new lead character starts out at a, a relatively low level compared to what we're used to mm-hmm. and, uh, and new party compositions. And you have to kind of work with those. Right. Um, so sometimes you won't have a healer. Sometimes you won't have a black mage. Um, again, similar to the main game, um, but done for kind of longer stretches. Right. So like it's the whole chapter yeah. that you don't get a white mage. When we say longer stretches, each of these chapters takes about an hour and a half to play if you're not doing the cha- the challenge dungeon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's and depending on which section of Final Fantasy IV it is a longer stretch. Yeah. Um, I think this is definitely something that like, and we, we already talked about it a little bit, but I think this is definitely something that impressed you more than it impressed me. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that like I, I think it does. I don't think it is as, as needed as cool. Um, I recognize what they're going for though. Yeah. I think it is a cool idea. I wish that the things you were doing with these party compositions were suited more or felt more kind of crafted to what you were doing. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if I'm just in the same dungeons fighting the same set of like alligators, mollusks and, uh, and hell's (laughs) castanets. Right. Um, you know, it, it, the updated party composition has a limited amount of impact it can have on me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not just the party. There's everything surrounding the party, too. Yes. And that part does not feel as carefully chosen right. to me. Yeah. Um, because those graphics are borrowed, updated. The dungeons are borrowed as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the characters have all aged up, but their skills are pretty similar to what they were in the past. Sometimes they've changed and they've, they've been given a little bit of extra stuff to do. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, the thing everybody knows about this game is you are going through... Um, a lot of the dungeons um, from the, uh, I think every single one of the dungeons from the first game. Yeah. The, all your old friends are back. And sometimes they do something with it. Like you'll go to a new part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of disappointingly rarely. Yeah. But it does happen, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then at least at the very least, it's kind of neat that it, it the idea that this was always there. Yeah. You know, is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, and they they lead with the most interesting one in the first chapter, and then it happens like twice or three times after that. Yeah, that that, that there's something new. Yeah, uh, for sure. And the battle mechanics are very similar to. Um, we still have ATB, uh, but there are a couple of new me- new mechanics that we should talk about. Yes. Um, one of these mechanics is called bands, and this is going to be very similar to something that you will recognize uh, from Chrono Trigger, which makes sense because they uh, share a designer. Uh, these games do. Um, these are similar to the double and triple techs. So um, you select another party member, and then you select one of their skills, and then you search for a compatible attack that you that both of you can do together. Um, and these are generally very powerful like summon-esque style uh, things that you can do that um, derive from these characters' bonds or synergies. So, for example, if you have a five-person party that is full of royalty, um, you know, you have these bands that are available that kind of lean on that. You know, it's like the, yes. like the royal flush or something like that. Or down to, like, the basic kind of thing, like, you know, if you're fighting with uh, Cecil and Theodore, they will have, you know, one thing that they do that yeah, will... they do the cats in the cradle. Yep. <laughs> uh, they do the when you're coming home, Dad. Yep. Uh, when, when you not be in mind control, Dad. Yeah. I don't know when. We'll be together then. Yep. Um. The, yeah. So this is or similar. There's something similar to that in uh, Sweet Kitten mm-hmm. as well. Like, this has been around for, for a while. Yeah. Um, obviously, Chrono Trigger predates that. But it's it's something that I think... Out of the two things they add, I think this adds more than the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moon, I think, is mostly just dumb. Uh, but this is a interesting idea that I end up being a little bit disappointed with. But when it works, it's cool. Yeah. And the reason I was disappointed is I wish more of them did something other than damage. Right. Um, and because that damage has to, you're, you're, there's an MP cost, and you're choosing, you're using two turns. Right. For this, so whatever the effect of this has to be more effective than two characters' turns. Right. Uh, on that, which is not always the case. Yeah. Like there would be times I would do, uh, you know, essentially double damage, but I'm using up two characters, <laughs> right? You know, for that. So it's like yeah. this. This really just uh, didn't really add a whole lot. Right. Some of them are kind of fun to see, and the way they intersect with the plot, I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you know, characters will have like a campfire conversation. They'll come to a realization about their relationship and then learn a band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a really cool idea. Um, I almost wish that that had been extended to something like the the um, DS like seals or something like a passive benefit yeah, yeah or something like that as opposed to these these spells where like I'm in most situations in most party compositions I have kind of big bomber spell effects mm-hmm. you know like yes I can do this uh, Cecil and Theodore band mm-hmm. I can also cast Viagra yeah you know or I can you know I can also cast like Fire twice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not with those same characters, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you can you can accomplish the same effect a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being kind of more of a curiosity than anything. Yeah. And I started finding searching for them incredibly tedious and mm-hmm. just looked them up. Same. Uh, and had, yeah, just had like a, a looked at my phone and was able to like, oh, when I got a new person, look up what the bands were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and also identifying which ones are tactically interesting because not all of them are. The vast majority yeah. of them are not, which is a real bummer and a real, I think, waste of a, a yeah. of a potentially very good uh, mechanic. Yeah, it is a cool idea. Yeah. You know, it ends up and, and generally I don't think this it's not like I think this is not great in comparison to Chrono Trigger because I don't think they're great in Chrono Trigger either. Mm. You're making the same trade off then. Yeah. You're using up two characters turns, So whatever you do has to be better than the sum of that action and like a lot of times it just wasn't yeah uh in that game so the the cost is too high uh for these i think yes 
Um, let's talk, let's talk about this moon thing, which is another, again, I feel like a missed opportunity. Like, I think this is a cool idea that ended up being something that I just yeah. was annoyed by and worked around as best I could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a good idea. I think the way that it's implemented is, is, is kind of bad. Um, yeah. so what happens is your combat effectiveness is governed by whatever the phase of the moon is. Um, so every time you rest or after a certain amount of time passes, the phase will change, you know, waxing full waning and new and it will kind of cycle cycle through that and depending on the phase your abilities your abilities will get stronger and weaker and so will the abilities of your enemy okay fine and good so far right yeah <laughs> um, uh, the shitty I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about what's shitty about this oh no i mean like you you take what's shitty about it so there's a little bit of balance to it. <laughs> which so yeah okay so so what's shitty about this is that even though uh you are able to use this to your advantage say you know you're coming up against a boss that that has a really powerful like black magic you can set the phase of the moon so that um their black magic will do less damage um and so will yours but your physical attacks are more powerful so you have a you have a marked advantage you have to alter your tactics in addition you know and uh, you know in order to play to this advantage that you have however you rest a lot in this game. Yeah. You, you're going to be walking around in these dungeons a lot. And so what this actually does is instead of making this a choice that you're making, it makes it a little bit arbitrary, um, quite arbitrary, arbitrary sometimes of what the actual phase of the moon is going to be. And, you know, you will find yourself adjusting to slight minor um, disadvantages um, that you did not set or, or you will find yourself using multiple tents in order to advance the world to a favorable, to a favorable uh, kind like of condition state, for yeah, you. Like world yeah. state. Yeah, that is the worst. Yeah. Like grinding out tents to like change the moon. Yeah. Like it is. It's so immersion breaking. Uh huh. Like as a thing these characters would do, <laughs> but that you end up in situations where there's not really a choice. You know, mm -hmm. like you will get to. Uh, a character and black magic will be powered up and it's like i can't beat this dude yeah it is a meaningful uh, change us. like this isn't just something yeah. that happens on the margin like it can be the difference between victory and defeat for you you know so there's a way around it but the way around it is not interesting it's tedious right um you know there could you could have like built the game around just kind of rolling with this punch mm -hmm. you know uh but it, they did right um you know and it just ends up it it ends up just being frustrating there's also um, because so you have magic, you have fighting, and then you have abilities. Um, so it becomes very easy to game with that too, where you have abilities that are functionally the same as magic or fighting. Uh, and that ends up just kind of like removing some of the specialness from this. Mm -hmm. Um, like, Oh, physical attacks are down. I'm going to fight this boss. Oh, this physical attack he just did is actually considered an ability, Yep. you know, and <laughs> vice versa. Like wah, wah. the system isn't complex enough to support this. Right. Um, I, my understanding is that the Megaton games do something similar to this. Mm -hmm. um, and it, given those games' reputation, it has to be more successful. Yes. Um, I haven't played enough of those to know, you know, what's different. Um, but there, it has to be, or or if, if it's featured in the games I've played, I haven't played them in 10 years, so I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But, like, there, there has to be more successful than this. Because yeah. this ends up just being, it's not, again, it's not, like, it's not the worst thing about this game. No. But it is only tedious and adds very very little right right and it could have added more like it could have brought complexity to a game that you know listen to the generalities of final fantasy 4 is very simple in its yeah. battle mechanics right this could have been this could have been something that magnified um other decisions that were made yes um same thing, same thing with the bands i think too yep. 
where it's like this, it's just a missed opportunity. And those, that's it for new mechanics for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they added two mechanics that like, yes, permeate the whole game. So they seem like they should be more significant than they are, but neither of which succeeds. Mm -hmm. So you, I mean, it, it's the, the things they added to this as a system, both of which are whiffs. Yes. So, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, as much as I will go to bat for the game, I do not believe, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's hard to go to bat for those specific systems. Yeah. Other people, like I've, I went out of my way to find other people who like this uh, <laughs> online and they exist. Yeah. Um, they're all on an island. Uh, in the- <laughs> and, and now that I have publicly um, uh, admitted that I like yeah, this, I have been, yep, I have, and I've been deported to there. Yeah. Um, I will be they, harvested there's... for organs uh, to <laughs> contribute found... to people who like good games. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, So I've looked through uh, and found people who like it. And even people who like the game, nobody has anything but like very faint praise for these systems. Right, right. You know, um, so. And, and I also think that like the people, the, the praise I've seen to it, it reads a little bit like people don't really understand them. Like they read about them as an idea mm. and then kind of ignored them because you can't. <laughs> largely ignore them right right no i i'm more or less like i i use very few bands on this mm-hmm. um once i kind of figured that i would try them when i had new ones um and i used them for some bosses yeah uh but i didn't they were not a regular part of my play same yeah, yeah. um yeah so as we mentioned like this this uh this game is like widely derided and um, we we talked about that a little bit and we're going to kind of get into why mm-hmm. uh, so you don't need to beat that that horse right uh, but it is uh you know other than like all the bravest and mystic quest and final fantasy 2 probably this is the the most derided final fantasy right i think yeah um of, of like the straight up um let's say uh like rpg final fantasies like yeah you know, Dirt of Cerberus is also yeah Dirt of Cerberus, that, that, that 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 alters the curve a little bit yeah. um at the time professional critics kind of gave it a little bit of a pass like the 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 critical reception portion on wikipedia is very misleading in that regard um mm. it's kind of like oh you know like whatever it's cool that it's a WiiWare game there are not a lot of those uh praising it for its format more than anything um but uh they were just very very kind of meh about it and just kind of presage like even the final fantasy shine that was still on this uh was not enough to make this feel noteworthy to people who were even forced to play it yeah it's it's one of those things where like a big part of the novelty is that episodic release but that means you need to kind of keep up that level of interest yep you know and that's been hard to do for almost everything that releases in episodes even things that are very successful Mm -hmm. so like other than walking dead season one even if you look at telltale games like people tend to dislike the later entries of those more than the, the early ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they peak early. Like people, it's hard to, it's very hard to land an episodic release game. Yeah. It is not a format that um, has been like totally, you know, there are not a lot of home runs in that format. No. You know, weirdly enough, like it's a cool idea. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it's um, even the people who've got it right, like you said, haven't figured out a bottle button and re- recreate it. Yeah, it's it, it's rare that it it gets it gets done right. I think it is it, it's really interesting how many times playing this made me think about comic books, because it it's a very similar thing where it's like the difference between something, like the ideal thing you can do with a comic book is have it paced for both the trade and the individual issue, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what is missing, yeah, from most episodic games and this one included. Where this is, I mean, I, I you know, 
to you, this is paced well for the issue. Like you, you like the pacing of the individual episodes. For me, it was not paced well for either. Right. So as a, as a big experience, it felt bloated and slow paced. And then on an individual, each story I was getting was not satisfying either. Yeah. But you need to get both of those mm-hmm. to make a, a good episodic game. Like this is a great self-contained story that adds to a larger thing. Yes. And comics, I've seen comic, you know, comics can do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Video games have a very, very harder time with it. Yes. Very much harder. Yeah. So. And who knows if that has to do with the fact that they are long. Video, you know, like a video game. Yes, you, you, it takes twenty minutes to read an issue of a comic book, um, and that's if you're enjoying the art. A video game kind of has to, like, even an episode has to be two hours long, yeah, you know, in order to make that happen. And that's a fucking movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like there, there yeah. are movies that don't hold my attention. <laughs> yeah, what one hundred percent, you know. So it, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I need to play the the new Hitman, which I've heard is very good, and yeah, yeah. has episodes. Yeah, I mean, like so, that's episodes, but like that's just a bunch of stages like very lush stages that are hitman levels, you know, yeah, uh, you know, that have, that have all these interconnected systems and events and, you know, uh, people and stuff like that is episodic, but like the interesting thing about hitman has never been the story. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the narrative angle of it is harder to get right than the play angle. Yeah. Like I would play a new, you know, deus ex level once a month for, for eternity, mm-hmm. you know, if, it, if it's well crafted, but keeping that story kind of going together would be is another. <laughs> the contract is signed. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. That'd probably be okay. I I just found out recently there's a Mankind Divided DLC I haven't played, so I'm I'm gonna play that. It didn't get huge, you know, great reviews, but I'm in the mood to revisit that. So. So let's um let's briefly say what happens in interlude. Yes, <laughs> uh, there's not a whole lot of play going on here, um, you know, or like new play. Right, like you, do, you do dungeons and stuff. Yeah, you but. do dungeons, but it's kind of cut together. Like you're jumping back and forth between different points of view and different uh, parties as uh, yes. as you're trying to kind of respond to this small crisis uh, that is that, that is bubbled up that presages some of the. Uh, some of the events that are going to happen in the after years. So this happens like right after Final Fantasy IV does, like during the rebuilding period, you know, after after the 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 war. And something that's interesting about this is like it's never characterized as that in the main mm-hmm. in the main game. Like it's like all we see is like Golbez and people going and doing stuff, but like they're trying to convey here, and I think this is a good idea, that this had, like, broader effects. Like, this was a world war that put everything in peril. And so, like, yeah. you know, you're watching a little bit of kind of the rebuilding effort as, like, Edward tries to put the finishing touches on getting Damsian back to being a, uh, you know, a functioning uh, kind of a, kind of castle uh, and, yeah. and kingdom. And, you know, Cecil is settling in as, you know, ruler of Baron, you know? Yeah, it, it's that, and it's also uh, setting up some character stuff, too. So there's just like, oh, like during this, you know, so as they're going to uh, that that rebuilding ceremony, um, you know, we end up with uh, Yang and Fabul with uh, having his his daughter right. here, who is going to be a, a character in uh, in the after years. So this is this is their birth. 
Yes. You know, so there's a little bit of that setup kind of stuff character wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so, yes, the like the the, the idea is that uh, Dancy is throwing this gigantic party that everybody is, you know, uh, trying to get to, um, you know, to go kind of kind of pat Edward on the back for getting his shit together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the problem here is that uh, Rydia uh, appears to be doing some very strange uh, and kind of destructive stuff. Yes. Um, boy, is it hard to remember this? <laughs> I, 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 this is, so the, I think the takeaway, if I recall, and this is short circuiting us past a lot of detail, but there's not a lot here, mm -hmm. um, is that we're introduced to the, the antagonist here. There's like a crystal that, that foreshadows the antagonist mm -hmm. of the after years. Is that, is my memory correct? Are you yeah. checking my memory right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the, so the idea is that like she, she is here. Rydia appears to be trying to take a crystal into the tower of Babel. Um, yes. and, um, uh, you know, it turns out that she is not Radia herself. You know, the actual Radia comes in and saves people who have been trying to fight, you know, trying to fight her and, you know, confront her and take her down. Yes. Um, instead of Radia, this is the, the mysterious girl. Right. Who, who shows up and becomes a big part of later and the, or a big part of the after years. Yeah, it, it, it's a more complete copy of, of Radia than the mysterious girl ends up being like, this is an early version of the mysterious yeah. girl. Yeah. And one of the things that is a little bit frustrating to me about interlude is that uh, that it's just another incidence of something that happens a lot during the after years mm -hmm. of like a momentary thwarting of mysterious girl. While we don't learn very much about or anything really about mysterious girl during interlude, mm -hmm. you know, what do we know other than just that she is mysterious? Yep. And you know, I don't and think she's referred crystals. to as mysterious and she wants crystals. Yeah. You know, so like there's she's really just radio we, with a question mark. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's really what we get from this. Our right. first exposure to that uh, kind of setup, this early kind of dry run for what's going to happen mm -hmm. 16 years later. Um, yeah. Again and again and again. Right. Uh, so in, in the future. Yeah. So. Uh, so Ursula has been born uh, like that is a major thing that keeps Yang from getting involved in this. And also it is revealed at the end that uh, that Rosa is pregnant. Yes. Rosa is pregnant. They're picking out names and Kane is doing his standing on the cliff with his hair out. Uh, thing and when he's in training, he's doing this training thing. He hears a voice. Right, I'll call it to him, which is another piece of kind of foreshadowing. Right there, and um, that's that's really it. Um, <laughs> it's several hours to like get through this, oh, and it two, is several kind of, meaning two. Yeah, several. It's I mean it's it's hours to get through. Like yeah. if you, if you're going through quick, right? Like it's it's you know it depends on how much time it takes you to walk around. You're never in this this whole thing. You're never really given the world. No, no. You know, um, except for one specific point. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, you, it's hard to do kind of nonlinear stuff. There's not a challenge at dungeon for this, but no. it's two hours to not get a whole lot of content. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like interludes of bummer. Yeah. I, me. this doesn't feel necessary to me actually. Like mm -hmm. I, I <laughs> given the, given that Rosa has a son, uh, at, yeah. at the beginning of this next one, uh, it is safe to assume that she, she at was, one point was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with Ursula. Uh huh. You know, like there's, there's this weird, again, I keep coming back to comics. There's this weird, like decompression thing of like, start as early as you can. Like you can't mm -hmm. have a character exist without showing them being born. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and, and there's a, there's a weird, uh, scene versus summary thing that's going on where like, if these were my friends, mm -hmm. like if these were people I knew in real life, I would be interested in the party they threw for their rebuilding their kingdom or the birth of their child mm -hmm. characters like that never happens though. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're, if you're reading a fiction, uh, it's not about this kind of these minor events. Like you just, you start a story as late as you can. Right. 
you don't start a story as early as you can. Yeah. Um, that it's, it's just a rule of drama that is ignored yeah. kind of writ large in this. Yeah. This feels like something they developed and put together using the assets that they had in order to drive interest toward the complete collection. More than yeah, anything. to give like, you a little, like a little nugget if yeah, you already like, had both things. Yeah, here is here is something completely new, um, which you know, fine, good, uh, and maybe something designed to get you know to get people who like Final Fantasy IV interested in the after years. It does not make a very good case for hmm. for the way that they are going to start telling stories or starts yes. you know using you know the mechanical side of this JRPG experience. I think that this is a very misguided thing that does not give useful or interesting information about these characters that I, you know, that, that, that I'd have, you know, some fondness for. It really just kind of is a tax on time and attention. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing, too, where it becomes a, uh, if this is bridging the gap, like if there are questions that need to be answered between Final Fantasy IV and the after years, this doesn't answer shit. Uh, you know, this just sets up those questions that we're going to be asking again and again and again and again and again during the after years episodes, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and just to have them be a question mark. Yeah. You know, like, it, it is an over-reliance on mystery in a way <laughs> that I think feels amateur. Yeah. Uh, in a real serious way. Like this is, this is something that you do when you don't know how to like keep something compelling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I could have assumed that Edward would have re rebuilt Damsian. Totally. Oh, like a lot like of this stuff is stuff I could just assume or or more importantly, just deduce because like it's just putting pieces in place. <laughs> the, the coolest part about going to like a, a time jump, uh -huh. like a, a time jump is the cool thing is not seeing what happened during the time jump. <laughs> right. The cool thing is working backwards from what happened. Uh -huh. And this denies you a couple places of getting that. Like the, the way that Ursula is introduced in the after years would have been totally sufficient. Yes. And totally made sense. So, I mean. Yeah, this is a this is a bummer. Um, and that, I think that it foreshadows some problems we're going to have later as far as what it reveals about the macro plot. Right. Um, but we will get into that because uh, the, the first tale, this is the only one I played on WiiWare, um, is Theodore's tale, The Last of the Red Wings. This begins with a prologue scroll talking about how the time has come for the, the, the departure of the heir of the Holy Paladin. Um, so that <laughs> if you're coming to this fresh in 2009, like, oh, cool, the heir of the Paladin, Cecil's son. Uh, now you know, like, oh, that's who she gave birth to. So it wasn't yeah. his brother. I, well, I had to play Interlude Origins <laughs> to, to see her giving birth, or I wouldn't have known. Well, Interlude Origins is just, is, it's just, it's just some fan art of Cecil and Rosa fucking. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a Cecil or it's a Rosa's magnificent white mage womb being infiltrated by Cecil's uh, dark sperm. Yeah, his his rancid so lunarian seed. <laughs> his, yeah, his alien cum. Um, the, uh, so yeah, it, it I, I had like to mercury. really fill, fill in the blanks there because I didn't know. Right. Because because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had to like walk up to Gary while it was raining and point his head down so he didn't drown. 
Yeah, I'm going to point my head up so I could see where the rain was coming from right. because I it was falling and I was like, why is this rain here? Like, yeah. what is its origin? <laughs> I must know. Um, so after this happens, we also see that the uh, the moons have doubled up again. Yep. Uh, uh -oh. And the uh, the second moon is getting bigger. This becomes a weird arc image to borrow TV tropes. Yes. Terms. Uh, people spend a lot of time looking at the moon in a way that like starts off kind of cool. And I think they push it like three times too many. Yeah. But I get that it is a continuing kind of ominous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I get what they're going for. I think they overplayed their hand a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the opening portion of this is that, you know, we're introduced to Theodore, you know, who's a young uh, kind of initiate into the Red Wings. They're flying to the Adamant Isle um, in order to get his like initiation trial done. Um, yeah. And uh, who is his uh, drill sergeant other than Biggs himself, uh, who yeah. is retconned in. He was he along with the wedge. Uh, were two of the soldiers who went along with Cecil on the mission to Mesidia that began the uh, the first game. And th this retconning thing will continuously happen Yeah, in this game. Everyone who shows up in this game was actually an unnamed NPC in Final yeah. Fantasy IV. I, I don't well, think that's harmful. It's it's not harmful. I don't think it's cool, though. I, hmm. it's, I, it wasn't like watching those Red Wings and being like, I wonder who those guys are. Yeah. You know, who's this person who talks to, to Palum at the end of the credits? I, I think it's you know? I, what, I, what I think this does is it gets rid of a little bit of like, oh, here's an important character who needs to be caught up. Like, this is a person who has context for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It feels it feels fan service in a way that I don't. That's weird to me. Mm. Like, it feels like I'm, I'm meant to like when they do those flashbacks and they do the reveals mm -hmm. like it's treated as a reveal. Yeah. You know, it's not treated as like, oh, now you can be comfortable because this person doesn't need to be caught up. It's treated as, hey, like, isn't it crazy that, uh, you know, Lanelia, whatever her name is, was actually the lady who talked to, to Purim, mm -hmm. you know, or Palum. Like, it, it feels like that to me. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt a lot, but I don't think it I don't think it adds a whole lot. Yeah. Would, and you, you said the fan the fan service word. We're just going to have different different tolerances for this. Um, yeah, like you, a, you are a fan of this that wants to be serviced. Yeah, and and I don't say that in a dismissive way. Like you're, you know, there is a comfort that you have in this where it's just revisiting this world and characters. Like mm -hmm. you definitely said as much. Yeah, um, which is like a lot of what fan service is, right? Like that's mm -hmm. you know almost by definition. Yeah. Um, the uh, and I, that's something that I am generally resistant to. Yeah, I'm I'm resistant I'm resistant to it in a lot of places. I'm not resistant to it here. Yeah, you know, so I I don't I don't need uh, accusations of hypocrisy or whatever. Don't. Was I doing that? Oh no, no, it wasn't you. Oh. I was, I was, I oh, was talking. Okay. I was talking to the listener, so we uh, didn't. Need oh, gotcha. to be, I, I don't want to be added. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I uh, yeah, don't don't act cool about that. Yeah. So I, I get having a thing that gets through your your armor. Uh -huh. You know, your your fan service armor. I think that that's how it reads to me, though. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like just just different experiences. Yeah. Um, the big thing here, so like Biggs and Wedge are doing kind of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Like he's treating you like shit, you know, just because you're the king doesn't mean you're anything. You have to prove yourself, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, you can head into the Mithril Village. They want you to do that to take a nap. And this kind of introduces us to moon phases. Yeah. Um, and you can hang out in Mithril Village if you want. Mm -hmm. um, but the real thing you need to do is retrieve the Knight's Emblem in the Adamant Grotto uh, yeah. there. Yes. Um, and this is a very breezy dungeon with Biggs and Wedge. Yeah. They also teach you about um, bands. Yes. During that, um, Biggs and Wedge. You can do that. Biggs, uh, I think one of them is a white mage. One of them is a black mage in addition to being a fighter. Yeah. So you have like pretty good support here. Mm -hmm. um, well, you get the emblem and it is a uh, mummified rat's tail, which is a Final Fantasy one callback. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And the knighthood was in you all along. Like they are trying to. <laughs> yep. Uh, the real knighthood was the friends you made along the way. Um, 
And, you know, a character trait that Theodore has, which is not endearing, is his rejection of his lineage, which doesn't amount to an awful lot aside from just like, I'm tired of everything being given to me because I'm, you know, Cecil's son. Yeah. And Um, everyone assuming that I'm going to follow in his footsteps and be a paladin. Um, This is one of the things where I talk about ways this game tries to put you off initially is that I think this opening chapter, uh, I think Theodore out of the new characters they introduce is my, probably my least favorite. He's very weak. Uh, he's incredibly bland. Like yeah. he is, he's one of the blandest characters in the game for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So like starting off with this, like again, like they're, it's, it's saying fan service where it's like, they're trading on the fact that like, isn't it cool that it's that Cecil's son. Yeah. You know, isn't that cool to play the next generation? But they just kind of neglected to give him a meaningful character. Worse than that, they give him a pretty stereotypical character. The, like, sulky young kid who is actually really powerful and has a lot of advantages. There's a lot of, stereo, like, weird stereotypey things coming through yeah. and so, in, the, in this kind of thing with these characters. Yeah. Like, And so mirror, mirror that with the way we praise the, you know, the, the main game of Final Fantasy IV for not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no, you, you and over the course of these eighteen years, you had every chance to like avoid doing that, but you went and you know added that element in, which is no good. Yeah, this definitely, uh, in general, in terms of writing, I feel like the after years is generally weaker. Like in terms of character sketches and kind of dialogue, hmm. there are more cliches. There are more like, oh, don't use that honorific with me. Uh, that happens like four or five times. Like there's a lot of the same kind of dynamics that pop up. Yeah. Uh, kind of again and again that are that are cliches uh dare i say kind of anime cliches in, in terms of that honorific thing no i have to um, beat that out yeah <laughs> one thing, it is like it is a thing that pops up yeah all the i'm not, time I'm not and, actually you know, gonna beat that out yeah it's just it, it comes up a lot here yeah you know and, and having one character who is like that fine uh but they they don't do anything once right in this um so on your uh your way out or as as you uh as you're done with this uh, swarms of monsters kind of attack from the sky yeah here um so dun, dun, oh, bah, the monsters bah, are restless bah, again. Bah, bah. yeah <laughs> yeah um and now that we're back in baron we switch to cecil you know who is reacting to this attack you know this swarm of monsters uh is not just going after the you know the red wings um he is trying to rally the castle um and he is still very overprotective of rosa that has yeah, not super changed sexist. yeah, yeah. This, uh, this hero archer not a, who's kept you alive many times yeah, not a good look man fucking fight <laughs> fought Zeromus with you, like fought the cosmic tumor right. uh, at the center of this uh, is no longer powerful enough to, to have your trust. Uh, pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of fight through the castle as these monsters um, kind of attack from above. And eventually Rosa joins you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does Sid. Sid gets a great new look. Yeah. Sid aged a lot. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. So. Sid, uh, his beard turned from uh, red slash blue, depending on the, the direction you were looking at him. He is iridescent like a moth. Um, he, um, has, uh, turned completely gray. I like, I like old man said a lot. I like he, old man said too. He, in, in your party, he is very slow. Oh yeah. He's, uh, no- he, he gets like no turns, but he is, he's powerful and good. Yes. Yeah. I still like, um, him. both of these characters join you in the same place that they join you in Final Fantasy four. So Rosa in that hallway and Sid coming down from above. Yes. Um, after you fight a few waves, um, Cecil sends them away, uh, you know, because it's, it's time for the final stand and for drama reasons mm-hmm. and the mysterious girl shows up um descending on bah- uh, bahamut mm-hmm. uh, bahamut and uh this is a a fight you have to lose and the first of like conservatively 
12 times, I feel like, that the mysterious girl comes down and refers you to you as a lesser being without revealing, like, additional information. Right. This happens so many fucking times mm-hmm. that she's like, you know, I would expect this from, you know, from a, a inferior being. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such a, like, cliche. Like, this is such a bad villain. Yeah. Because it is, she is just an empty cipher. Like, and it's so dumb because, like, the actual antagonist of this, as we'll get to, is, like, at least an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. The mysterious girl is garbage. Like this is I feel like this is the like one of the worst examples of the Final Fantasy like cipher enemy. Yeah. You know, I don't know, yeah. man. You can't just have like somebody pop down and be like, you are inferior to me. I'm a Mary Sue and destroy you <laughs> with these and then get everything they want for nine fucking episodes. Right. Like this. This is why I talk about this pacing being bad. Like this is what I'm talking about. Mm. Like this, yeah. this sucks. Like every time it comes up, it's like, well, I know what's going to happen. She's going to reveal one tiny little bit of plot and then win. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go to another episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is, it is frustrating, especially considering that there is something interesting about her that is revealed at the very end. The yeah. way that she articulates and the way, like when she shows up, you know, that things are going to, it's it's like a very bad chorus to a song almost like, Oh, here we go. It's going to be pretty similar and it's going to drag things out a little bit. And and I think it wants me to think that it is just like badass, right? You know, like oh, this thing is so powerful. But it, again, like that's it's it's amateurish. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you portray a character as powerful in a unreal like like you get like a character you you, know, you got to look a blight that shit. Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to make them uh, intimidating in a real way, yeah. not in an otherworldly like cold data inferior being way mm-hmm. and in different, like there has to be an escalation yeah, um, yeah, of which there's not. Right. So like, I think if there's one central problem to the early, you know, up until they reveal the actual plot in like the last quarter of the game, like pretty far into it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is it yeah. is that the antagonist sucks and I don't care about her mm-hmm. remotely. Right. Yeah. Um, and they could have foreshadowed the interesting thing about her, you know, and not really given it away. why why make you know why make her the kind of like weird blank slate thing that she was Mm -hmm. you know it is it is uh that's kind of that plays into the end but having this be a character Mm -hmm. um is always (laughs) a stronger choice right like it is it is never a wrong thing to do to like give your character development Mm -hmm. you know make it make it somebody who make it another like uh uh, rogue lunarian or Mm -hmm. make it um like a lieutenant for some reason make it somebody from another fucking Make it mysterious, but have them have the same character traits as somebody from another one of these worlds, which like, I mean, there's no reason to have spoilers because we're, we're going to get to that. But I won't say more, but mm-hmm. make it something like that. Yeah. Like how, how fucking awesome would this be if this was somebody in a, with a mask, you didn't know who it was, but there were telltale signs that like this was fucking like dark Terra, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Like you just could have done this in a way that was more successful. And this feels frighteningly like incredibly amateurish to me. Yeah. Um, um, and like yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to trade on her resemblance to Rydia as well. Like a few times people mistake the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. and I, the, like that, that is not expounded upon. Like the interlude is the interlude uh, kind of hints or like faints toward why that might be. I think they literally just wanted, they, they liked this design that was similar to Rydia. They decided to use it and they're using that as like a red herring almost. It just doesn't function as a red herring when we immediately get to control Rydia. Right. <laughs> you know, so like it, it's it's a it's a poor execution of anything they were trying to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Music is good, though. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, so great. Like, the new music in this in general is really good. Yeah. They don't add a lot of music. They reuse a lot of music. Mm-hmm. But what they add is very good. Yes. For sure. Um, yeah. So we cut away. So immediately, like, oh, this uh, uh, this girl who looks like Radia uh, has, has uh, apparently killed Cecil, which is weird. Um, and we cut over to the Fame Arch where Leviathan senses danger and then warps Radia away. Um, yeah. And then the mysterious girl appears to them as well. And turns them into statues. What she's actually doing is like claiming them for herself. Yes. Whenever the mysterious girl isn't on the screen, everyone should be asking, hey, where's the mysterious girl? <laughs> um, we switch over to Edge. Um, and he notices, hey, the Tower of Babel is back. <laughs> it's back, Which like, is a, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think like, uh... it's right in your backyard. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the earth got an erection yeah <laughs> just, I, I don't know how this articulates exactly like yeah i don't know That's a, that is a silly thing to notice a tower yeah um <laughs> uh the dwarves notice it as well I, th- I think that this is a this is a bad note on my part it's glowing like it's it's yeah, activated again it's back yeah yeah for sure yeah so um, um Theodore's airship crashes on its way back to baron killing the whole crew and uh, we have this very emotional speech that is given by Biggs, you know, flashing back to the beginning of the first game. This is where the reveal happens. He says, you know, you have it in you. You can't reject your your lineage. You need to go to Baron and rescue everybody, blah, blah, blah. Cashing in uh, on some emotional resonance that is just not there. <laughs> yeah, not with not with this character. Like, we just got introduced to this guy. Right, right. So it's, it's hard for me to care that he died. Um, on your way there, you get into some fights until eventually you run into, I think, a flame beast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's very, very hard. It is a plot losing battle, right? Um, you know that you have to lose, and then uh, for the first time of many times, it's going to happen in this game. Um, the hooded man jumps in from off screen, defeating the monster. Yes, Theodore um, um, asks him who he is, and he says, "Oh, I gave up my name long ago." Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know he he does not reveal uh, who he is. However, he seems to know an awful lot about what's going on. Yeah. 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 There's only a couple of people this could be like it there's a to its credit there's more than one though so like mm-hmm. you know for for a little while i was like oh it's definitely kane and then for a second i was like oh this is they're doing weird things with time and this is actually cecil mm-hmm. uh and then you know turns yeah. out who it is but yeah. the um in so the, the, the uh, WiiWare version his sprite is a little bit more ambiguous like he is actually hooded as opposed to wearing yeah, like can, a like a head wrap kind of thing yeah if you if you looked at the end of final fantasy 4 you can tell who this is yes um so they have to get back to Baron. The way they have to do that is through the Devil's Road. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go back to Mesidia, where Purim is in charge, uh, all grown up, and uh, in you're not in charge totally, but like is the per- the representative you talk to, right? And uh, opens up the first, new, uh, the second new dungeon of this, mm-hmm. um, the Devil's Road, which previous again was just a teleporter. Yep. Um, <laughs> now is like really, it's very strange. Like it is the 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 dungeon with a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, in this yeah <laughs> i was expecting a lot more of this after this happened i was like oh like they're gonna the new dungeons are gonna have things to them uh-huh nope no uh it's ex- extremely weird it is an anomaly like yeah um, um and it, it it's telling that they put this first in order to give you that uh that impression yeah i got i got catfished and but the impression like it's a teleporter trap dungeon mm-hmm. like it's a trial and error ass like you know get to a room which of these teleporters do i take one of them just takes me back to the beginning of the dungeon right so it's not it's not a good gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one with the uh, like the the blocks, like when you walk over the things and they block you off. Yeah, yeah. is better. Right, right. Um, and that could just be because I had better RNG and got fewer random encounters there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's still th- th- that is still a factor here. Um, so map all of our complaints about the encounter rate. 
uh, from the main game, at least in the PSP version, onto this as well. Yeah, we, we've it had, has not gotten better. We've had people um, report to us that it is different, like like that the PSP version is definitely better, or not better, that the, uh, that the encounter rate is higher in the PSP version. However, it has mostly been couched in the language of, oh, it was not that, it's not like that in the other versions. Um, as a, mm. and I'm, I'm wondering if that is, you know, somebody had gone back and like looked at it and tried it or if they're or if just, it's memory. Yeah. If it's memory. Yeah, Cause and, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think it was like that in the other version either, but I don't know. Right. Um, and there's also, that's kind of undercut when you have like, you know, in the, at least in the main game have a minimum grind level. Mm-hmm. So like, even though the encounter rate is very high, like if it wasn't, I didn't end up doing those fights eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, you know, Dungeons no great shakes at the very least. It does something different. Yeah. Um, it is weird that they, re- they like not even retconned, like the devil's road turned into a dungeon. Right. Right. Uh, it is a strange thing. The, the, the implication is that just like, this is the way that it always was. Like, I mean, it's a place full of undead. Like it maps a little bit into the way that they would describe this in the previous game. Um, yeah. like, oh, this is a mysterious thing developed with strange technology, you know, that came from Kluya. Like it, it, the implication is they just kind of like glossed over this to get you yeah. to the main plot um, in uh, in the first time. What a what a good idea! Yeah, that is like, <laughs> yeah. What what a selective use of that value. Um, <laughs> so you end up in in Baron, uh, and Baron is full of people saying like, "No, Cecil just fall off the monsters. Everything's cool, dog." Yep. <laughs> like, oh, like that seems yeah, you know, that seems suspicious. Everything's fine. Um, and you know, people are like, "Huh, this is whatever. I'll take it. Peace is good." Uh, and the guards are kind of in a daze. Like if you go and try and walk into the front gate of the uh, of, of of the castle, all they have is like a dot dot dot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, you're, and you're, you know, you're the fucking prince. Like it is, you know, they're they're turning away, and the the hooded man is like, oh, this is we've been this is our first rodeo, right, right. Um, we've done this before, and that that is another thing that happens a lot in this game is you replaying situations from Final Fantasy IV, mm-hmm. um, which is. Uh, like fan servicey and weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's oh, like history is like literally repeating itself. But I was expecting that to tie into what the final twist was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of doesn't. Right. You know, so like the fact that we go through so many of the same beats um, from Final Fantasy four is not really remarked. It's remarked upon, but never really explained. Right. Right. It's remarked upon in that way that we sometimes talk about, which is the characters calling attention to a thing yes. does not does not paper over it. Yeah, it is never a good idea or a good sign when characters are criticizing the plot. Yeah, I don't know um, that the and, characters are criticizing it. They are just remarking on that. The, the, they are just saying like, "Oh, this is this is very strange." Like it justifies them feeling bad and making the decisions that they make. Yeah, <laughs> not justifies, it, but that's their justification for doing it. It reminds me a lot of um, there's a there's a series of like kind of YA uh, fantasy books that I enjoy uh, called the Belgariad. That's like, you know, five Because five it books has your it. name in it? it? It does have my name in it. There's a character named Garion Ooh. in it. Um, but the, but the, the Belgarian is, is a very, like, competent and fun, like, fast-moving, semi-Y fantasy book. Um, and then there's a sequel to it called The Malorian, which came out, which is them going to a different continent. But there are all these, like, plot beats that repeat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the characters talk about it, and it ends up becoming because of, the, like, a prophecy thing. Mm-hmm. But there's never going to be a good reason for that. Um, you know, but it's prophecy. Yeah. Like a, you know, a prophecy thing. I was just very surprised that it didn't add up to anything. Yeah. Because there are there are times where it so directly quotes things like my eyes rolled as hard as you can possibly roll them. Mm-hmm. Like the mom bomb thing in Fabul again. Like I, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, why, 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 why? You know, it's like enough to repeat the dungeons, but you're going to repeat encounters. Like, yeah, that's bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. The after years. Yeah. And so, again, I will say that is 
I mean, like you notice it, like you like that they're doing it. It does not feel as egregious. It didn't feel as egregious to me uh, having more space between it. Yeah. 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 It just it just doesn't I, doing the, the repetition doesn't add a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, like, I don't you know, we talked about that in the last episode. Like, I don't have uh, nostalgia for uh, the dungeons. I don't have nostalgia for those like little like I don't have nostalgia for fighting the mom bomb, mm-hmm. you know, so like repeating those encounters just doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. For me. So, yep. So yeah. we go and talk to uh, Sid's daughter, uh, who now has a son of her own, Mid or Mead, depending on how you want to say it. Um, and she has uh, the key to Bear in itself. Notably, uh, she has not seen Sid. Uh, there is no, there's no sign. And even if you go talk to Rosa's mother, um, who is who, who is still alive, she has not seen Rosa. So something, something isn't adding up. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so you go through the ancient waterway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, in order to get to, to Castle Baron, um, you know, the, the hooded man finds out that Cecil is uh, or Theodore is Cecil and Rosa's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we cut over to the me, uh, the mages who warn Missidia that this is going on. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Uh, yep, there's yeah. another another Golbez quake. Yeah. Um, um, so it should be noted, Theodore, they, they arrived at that, at that name last time. Cecil put it together. It is a combination of his name, Cecil, and Theodore, which is, uh, which is Golbez's real name. Just so, yes. just so that's not like a, it's a nonsense name, but it has a provenance. Yeah. It actually, like, as far as uh, names in this, I think it sounds cooler than like some of the other ones. Yeah. It is very weird to me that Yang's daughter's name is Ursula. <laughs> his wife uh, is Sheila. And she yeah, speaks Sheila. with a Southern accent. It's very strange. Yeah, it, it, Yang makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but like Theodore at least sounds cool. Yeah. What they actually end up naming the the character that gets added at the end is very weird to me too. Yeah. Um, th- this actually is fine. Yeah. Um, so when you emerge in the prison, it's full of dead guards. Oh shit. Um, you know the the hit man runs uh kind of runs forward here. Um, but the castle is empty on his way. Right. Until you eventually get down to uh to you know, fake Cecil. <laughs> right oh it's, yeah. re- it's real cecily's just being yeah controlled. mind controlled yeah like yeah. he's he's acting very differently he's acting uh like the old king of baron did you know he's suddenly yes. very militaristic he is justifying uh the crackdown that happens and he has not actually recognized who the hooded man is uh and yeah. very notably like he waves off the hooded man and sends guards after him and theodore his own son for daring to oppose him like you know, <laughs> we give Cecil shit for his weird, like, sexism kind of stuff or, you know, the, his, his antiquated notions about protecting Rosa. Uh, this is not something that he would do. No. Because <laughs> no. Cecil is otherwise an upright man and a good king, you know? Yeah. And there, there's a continuing thing here, too. And this is a minor annoyance, but it, it's definitely a thing where everyone has literally been through this before, but they all have selective amnesia. <laughs> so nobody puts this together instantly. Except for Edward. Who, who except, yeah, except for Edward, who, and that's like the, the one thing that's, and like Edge figures it out a little bit quicker than everyone else, mm-hmm. but everyone's a dipshit. <laughs> Every single person who has literally lived through this before said there's, I, I swear there's no way that someone can be mind controlled. <laughs> like Cecil, Cecil would never do that. This isn't Cecil. It can't be Cecil. And right. it's like, out of every like the point of playing these characters is you know this could happen. Mm-hmm. I watched you learn this. Right. Um yeah, it is it, it's strange credibility uh, credulity credulity uh that these characters act so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Again, except for Edward who has uh at least narr- like mechanically I have tons of problems with that chapter. Yeah. Uh mechanically or like narratively that is maybe the strongest. I think that one is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we flee into Mist Cave. Um, and you know, while we're in there, these changes, you know, to the earth, it's not just monsters being more active. 
uh, these earthquakes um, knock us deeper into the mines themselves. So like we're on a bridge and then we see what is below Mist Cave, which is cool. Like they actually show you there's more to this than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on you, so you have to kind of climb your way back to the surface. Um, you know, finding a tunneler, yeah. uh, which is a big, big worm boss that does quake. Yeah. Which is you have no ability to float. So it, it does a lot of damage. <laughs> right. Um, Theodore, um, himself, he has, um, he has healing abilities, uh, but they're very limited. You know, it's kind of similar to Cecil having white magic. Um, and the hooded man just has, you know, his attack. Yeah. 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 And the hooded man is like way more leveled. Than than Theodore too, so he's he's a, he's a beast, right? Um, so the Baron soldiers are chasing you here, however, and uh, eventually the mist kind of collects to save you, right? From that, uh, again, uh, you're in the mist in the mist, mist cave, and the mist collects. Yes, and has happened before. Yeah, so we flee into mist itself, and the hooded man has put together his own, you know, his his, his plan uh, to use the cave in by mist, you know, to his advantage. And here, you know, Cedar is like, wait a minute, like if I'm going to, you know, go with you, you know, even further away from my home, I need to know at least who you are. Um, and the hooded man reveals that he is looking for Kane and, you know, Theodore has not met Kane, but knows the name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so we cut away, um, to the elder in, uh, Mysidia, um, who is, is, you know, he's, he's kind of dying, at this point, that'll be a kind of a, a subplot of this is that he's old. Yeah. Um, he notices the moon is is weeping. Yeah. And uh, and then we switch over to Kane, who's on on Mount Ordeals, saying Cecil's name. Yeah. Uh, which is a misdirect to stop you from thinking the hooded man is Kane. Right. Uh, um. Something that I think happened here that I didn't make a note of, and I, again, I'm sorry. Like a lot of these notes, I when I play portable games, it is hard for me to take notes as they as they go because I'm usually playing them in bed or something like that. I am not like at my iPad writing things down as they go. Um, Theodore's kind of, um, mechanical trick is that he has an ability called awaken where he activates his lunarium. Oh blood. Yeah. 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 And it makes him incredibly powerful for a short amount of time. I don't know exactly how many, how many, um, turns it is. And then at the end of that, he is left to deplete it. He can only do this once per battle. Um, and you have to heal him up right afterwards or else he's going to die. It's also a full heal when it happens. Yeah. So you can kind of strategically deploy that. Mm-hmm. Um, there and it's like it's it's we don't get to use theodore again for a long time right theodore doesn't come back so it's like you get a chance to do that but it's not like it's gonna be a major part of this playthrough no and it's introduced like uh sometime after the the the, the shipwreck and so yeah you know you only have it for a small portion of this chapter yeah um there's a challenge dungeon for each of these chapters um i wouldn't touch with a 10 foot hole i definitely didn't do them <laughs> um this one uh and sometimes they have gimmicks uh that are kind of interesting this one is more or less just a dungeon Right. Uh, and at the end, you find a mithril golem who kind of moves closer to you as it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's really it. And people who play these again, this was meant to be the only game you played for a month somehow. So you would like grind these out and yeah, get yeah. the end equipment. They have a randomized element. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chest at the end where you can get a randomized piece of equipment. And depending on what it is. And they, again, I read about these. I didn't. And yeah, them. Yeah. But it's like sometimes you can get through this whole thing and get like a Soma drop. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes you get a good weapon. That's what you want. But mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to play a slot machine that takes a couple of hours for every go. Not, no, not a couple no, of no, hours, no, but no. like, you know, um, like anything. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, that is crazy to me. That's like mm. the le- the thing I w- least want in a game. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's two things I hate, like my time being wasted and slot machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like, I definitely I've, don't. Do that. I've done these, you know, um, yeah. I, they, they don't bear much mentioning outside from highlighting their gimmicks. And that is exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. The idea behind these is that, you know, so you know, not spoiler, but like you do end up uh, 
having a you know your whole party mm-hmm. at the end of this. Of course, like you could guess that. So like kind of grinding them up and getting them good equipment for the end is something that you can understand being desirable. Mm-hmm. The last dungeon showers you in great equipment so much, and it's it's like thirty floors. Yeah. So you will get equipment better than what you get in these challenge dungeons mm-hmm. almost universally. Like. It is a weird thing that obviates its mechanical purpose <laughs> yeah. in the game in a very frustrating way. Like if I had put my time into these and then just like, oh, like I did the ultimate thing for Theodore. And as soon as I walk into this dungeon, I get a better sword for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing about this is that the challenge dungeons cap you out um, or, you know, you will, you will rise to a level, um, by doing these challenge dungeons or, you know, in order to do these challenge dungeons, again, there's grinding there, um, that will drop you into the final chapter, uh, with characters in a better position to, uh, to kind of like be part of your starting party with this, as opposed to, uh, what actually happens, which is, you know, these chapters have, you know, like your characters are going to be at wildly different levels at the end of them based on where you started and what you're doing with them. When you go into the final chapter, there are only, there are only a handful of characters who actually who are actually ready for that content. Um, yeah, and using those characters is fine. They are good characters, um, you know. And if you don't do these, you end up having to like do that thing where you bring one weak party member along in order to level yes. them up as they go. Um, yeah, this is a way to kind of get around that, but it's grinding on the other side of it. If if you have a party you want to use that is not, uh, you care about who you use at the end. Like if you really like a character. Maybe you want to do this. So moving on to Rydia's tale, the Eidolon Shackled. Um, so uh, Rydia, we get these scenes of Rydia kind of helping to rebuild Damsian. Um, we get to see Theodore's birth, which like, <laughs> oh, they're there. They wrapped up that mystery. <laughs> Fucking game. Um, <laughs> it confirms that he would like didn't spring fully born from somebody's forehead or something. Yeah, well, thank, thank God. Yeah, because I, I couldn't have figured it out. Yeah. Um, the uh, And then we also get to see uh, her being rejected by uh, Ashura. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like, hey, go on, Lassie. Shoo, shoo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you, like, we don't want you to spend any more time in the, like, like it, it, you, you cannot be in the You're aging at an incredible rate. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, why don't you understand this? <laughs> dumb, dumb girl. I, rec- um, I recognize that you're, that, 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 like, you're my adopted daughter or whatever, but you can talk to me anytime. You can summon me. Yeah. There's literally whisper grass. Like, yeah. we can, we can take care of this. Yeah. So, um, super silly, but, you know, she's, go on, girl, go. Uh, and then the mysterious girl shows up and petrifies uh, the Eidolons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, this is, uh, for me, I, I don't know, I found this a little bit affected, like, walking around the Fey March, you know, going back to them after this, you know, kind of uh, disaster and seeing all of Radio's old friends being, you know, having been turned into stone. Like, they're they're, they're gone. Yeah. It's a cool image, mm-hmm. at the very least. Like, it's hard to individually care about any of these things, but, like... I mean, you know, the like, idea of a whole town being turned to stone is something yeah, that I, I appreciate. Yeah. Collectively, this gigantic town full of monsters that adore her as their like pet human mascot. You know, like yeah. this this is her adoptive home, you know, and yes. Rydia Riddy, is a good character. I don't want to see anything bad happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in in by Final Fantasy, the after Final Fantasy for the after years standards. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I will go with you on that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You work your way out. All the lava and po- like poison ground has dried up. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of make your way out. And you're by yourself. So it's like it's good that yeah. it, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. your buddy Luca meets you outside. Um, and as that happens, the Red Wings have gone underground and they're attacking the dwarf castle. Yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> Um, so, so we should Luca's talk, the princess. Yeah, Luca is the princess who you know, like Kalka and Brina were her uh, were her dolls uh, from before. Yeah. You know, we like we 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 bought them. Um, you know, she was just uh, she was a unique sprite, but she looked more like the dwarves. Here, uh, you know, she's just a young woman. You know, um, yep. who does not have like the standard Final Fantasy like radia body type. Like she is, you know, bulky. She's physically capable. She'll be your fighter for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's all grown up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she's she's been uh, kind of comes out like she is uh, Sid's apprentice, mm-hmm. um, and is kind of like a tech lady. So it's kind of like Lady Sid. Yeah, you know, if if Mid had grown up, <laughs> Mid would be in this slot. <laughs> yes. Um. Um. Yeah, and uh, she's got this ability called Big Throw, which just lets you take a it's like a low low hit chance uh, in order to do more damage. You know, she attacks yes. with axes. Uh, it's also worth noting that uh, Radia only has her black magic here. Uh, all of her idolins have been taken away from her. Yeah, and and kind of you know they're they're still in the menu, but it says they don't they don't heed your call or something like that right. when you try to use them. So you know they're they're still around, but they're not listening. Right. Um, phones off the hook. <laughs> uh, so you you rush to the dwarf castle. Um, the castle is fine, but they've taken the crystal. Right. Somebody called the mysterious girl. Got it. <laughs> um, uh oh, we have to protect the last one, which is in the fucking sealed cave. Which like. <laughs> Again, just leave it sealed. You're fine. Yeah, you fucking idiots. Like, stretching credulity here. Mm -hmm. Um, Luca brings along the kind of gimmick mechanic for this. And again, I was expecting more of these. Mm -hmm. Like, this is kind of interesting, even though this chapter is a big bummer. Yeah, this is a very weak chapter. (laughs) It's it's incredibly weak. What I like, though, is so, like, Luca has repaired her dolls into, like, combat dolls. Yeah. So you have Kelka and Brina, and that, uh, which I love the notes of Kelka and Brian. <laughs> yep, uh, thank <laughs> you, Kelka iOS autocorrect. Yeah. yeah like, um, but Kelka and Brian, like, the, the gimmick between these guys is that they have different outfits. Like, you would dress up a doll, and it gives them different jobs. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, this is uh, Action Man in scuba suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get different powers. I think that's a cool gimmick that, like, the game does nothing with no you, you no. engage with it for like an hour here and then if you decide to do a very obscure thing to repair them you can get an outfit in the end dungeon yeah that well. makes but, them like just complete beasts for the final boss yeah fights. yeah yeah it, they're kind of a gimmick thing but so it's so you have an extra couple combat characters mm-hmm. yeah uh you can take an optional trip to the self cave if you want um i can't remember what notable treasure is there but hey it's open to you why not yeah. knock yourself out um yep. but the sealed cave is your um ultimate goal Fortunately, uh, it is a breeze. It is not as highly leveled uh, as uh, as it was in the you know the first game, um, and only a few of the doors are actually traps. Uh, this place is no longer really sealed. Like there are there are dwarves hanging out, like including like some merchants who will help you along. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, that you don't have reflect. So like when you do have to actually fight the doors, you have to deal with reviving. So yeah, you want to go to that town and buy a bunch of phoenix downs, but it's it's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another gimmick here too, where you find little bits of some kind of ore. Yes. Um, around which you can then trade to the uh, the adamantate, uh, the blacksmith guy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. To, for different kinds of equipment. Yeah. Like weird that there's like two kind of unique gimmicks to this chapter <laughs> that like just don't yeah. extend. Yeah. The, the, so so two so two gimmicks that don't extend and don't save this chapter from being the one that is like I was kind of on board with this, but then I got to Radia's tail and like this just kind of like took a shit. So this is yeah. like this is where people stop. Like if you if you hear people talk you know talking about it. 
I think it's definitely a bummer. Yeah. Like it's, I, I think there are, there are other bummers as well. I think this one's definitely a bummer, mm-hmm. um, but there are a couple of feints towards something kind of interesting yeah. um, on your way out. Of course, um, the mysterious girl breaks, uh, like stops you yeah. um, breaks Kelka and Brina and then takes your crystal. Cause you went and opened it for her because <laughs> yep. you are incapable of learning about the past. Yeah. Uh, did we say that you fought the demon wall? Um, no, but you, you fight, fight the demon you, wall. of course Just... you fight the same boss again because why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. So um, with Kalka and Brina uh, dead, you know, we fly up to the overworld um, where they come back to life animated by the mysterious girl. They, you know, kind of scrambled uh, their circuits and attack on the airship. And Lucas says, hey, if there's anybody who's going to kill my little mechanical friends, my small wonders, let it be me. I made them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh. So, so uh, she can fight them. It's It's kind of a drama moment that is at this point unearned because I don't know these characters well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be very dramatic, I believe. Yeah. Um, you're attacked by the red wings after this, this taken care of and crash on Agart Island and you need to find something to repair your airship. Yeah. To repair the Falcon, which she has taken yeah. over. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you can go deep into the Agart mine. You can find a chest with adamantite, um, and you have to find an adamantoys, uh, mm-hmm. to beat it. Um, and it kind of has a gimmick where you have to hit it with ice magic when it charges its fire. It's, like uh, like one of the four fiends, pretty much. Yeah. Which is different elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a very tough fight for me, actually. Um, mm. I I had a lot of trouble uh, kind of managing it, either because, you know, like you don't have your two your two little dolls. So it is just your one caster and your one fighter with no heal uh, outside, yeah. of, uh, outside of items, which are only sing, you know, single use and, you know, hit one person. I, I ended up uh, like moon manipulating. Mm, on this yeah. i don't remember exactly what but this was the first time i was like did the the tent yeah tent shuffle to make this work and it's like it ended up being doable but i resented it because of that yeah th- that that was one of the tricks i ended up doing to get past this like i just wasn't leveled because fighting in this chapter was not as fun yeah yeah um you get back to the airship um you can't quite fight it with just this chunk of ore you have to actually harvest kelka and and, and brina for for parts mm-hmm. um there is a weird rare drop you can get to not do this yeah it's like um, uh, like springs, nuts, and screws. I think you have to yes. get. Yes, um, two of which you just find. Uh, one of which is a very rare drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, some pink pink tail bullshit. Like, yeah, and not this, quite as bad, but bad. The, this game is like loaded with that. Uh, you know, like if you thought the pink tail was bad, um, now you have these rare enemies that only appear in certain dungeons on certain moon phases um, that will. Um, occasionally drop a different color of tail that can be used in yeah. the final chapter. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> it's a, it, and they kind of hinted this where it's like, Oh, you know, God help you. If you go in this cave during this moon, because something's going to come and there'll be like a lightning dragon or like a, you know, ice dragon or something that will fight you. That's a very hard boss. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a cool idea, but I'm just not into this for finding optional challenge bosses and getting their drops. Like it's not a guaranteed thing even. Right. So I don't I don't grind for drops again, though. That's a function of this being the only game you play for a month. So they want you to want to just kind of fight things over and over and over and over again because you're supposed to have 30 days to play this. Yep. Um, yeah. Like you're in prison or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is paced for prison, um, I think, is is generally true. Yeah. If, if prison didn't depress me, that would actually be a very useful way to describe something. Oh, but like paste for prison? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, if you were on a desert island and it's like, literally, this was the only thing I could do, like, shit, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll grind for that stupid thing. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, I'll max these guys out. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, I didn't do that, but that is one thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um. As you're doing this, uh, Titan attacks. Yeah. 
It's Start- an attack of Titan. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts tearing um, Agart Island apart. And so we have to uh, neutralize him, you know, to stop yes. him from doing this. However, he's... What, what happens, Cole? What, what trope uh, gets evoked here? <laughs> well, uh, you go and uh, try and take him out, but he's way too strong uh, to, you know, to uh, fight you. You have to survive for a certain amount of time. Uh, but he will do something that happens a lot, which is do one final attack that leaves you down to like one or two health, which is when you know somebody mysterious is going to show up and save you or, you know, yes. like the like the, the big dramatic rescue. Uh, this time, uh, the rescue comes at the hands of the man in black who shows up uh, to finish Titan off. This is not, you know, Walter Paddock. You know, it's not, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it is not the not man. Gosh. <laughs> What's that? not johnny cash <laughs> right it's not a not not a dark tower uh this is yeah. you know a black uh black cloaked man um you know has this uh big shock of white hair which will give you a little bit of information um and he has very powerful black magics and he uses this to uh help subdue titan and this adds titan to uh to radio's repertoire how how on earth do you make a story where you have the mysterious girl the hooded man and the man in black and they're introduced in a space of about five hours. <laughs> because because information is a weapon, Gary. Yeah, boy. I don't know. I, this is bad storytelling. I, I like. Yeah. I can't handle all of these characters showing up with a hood over their face. Like, yeah, it's just a, not a trick you get to do this many times. No, no. Um, you, it is a uh, currency to be spent rarely. Yes, yeah. uh, and and kind of overplaying their hand is a theme for this this thing. Yeah. And they they so, could they could have just had them take an assumed name, you know, as opposed to just sure. the man in black. Hey, my name is. Well, uh, and th- this guy specifically, so the hooded man, uh, it makes sense that he's hiding his identity. It makes less sense that the man in black is hi- hiding his identity. Does it though? Because given who he is, he uh, he's not going to be uh, welcome around these parts. He totally would. There was a huge redemption arc for him. Yeah. It's like the whole it's Golbez. So that that's what the, the first <laughs> game is about. See Cecil like it makes yeah. a big deal of him I'm, wishing him off and I'm, saying you're my brother. Like Cecil knows this, but not everybody else does. Like everybody... everyone who's in the party does. <laughs> including but, like, Rydia. but other people in the entire world don't. <laughs> I know, but I that's not who's here though. Yeah. You know, like it's just like it's dumb for him not to be like, "Hey, Remember when we fought the space tuner tumor? Like it's, it's, you know, like maybe, maybe with the best will in the world, I could say like he wants to hide it from Luca. Uh There's no reason to hide it from Rydia though. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't add anything to hide it from the player. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, you know, when no, the time no. this gets revealed, it's not like, oh, my God, that's awesome. It's like, <laughs> right. stop like, fucking doing this. Yeah, like, like he has saved at least like 10 other people. Like, cash that check now. Like, it's not a fucking yeah. savings bond. That reveal yeah, but, is not something that like that, that is gained. Like, have him be, you know, the man in black for the fight. But, like, let that yeah. be the way the chapter ends. Well, you know? and it would be kind of a cool, uh, this, you know, this the story has a problem with scale where there's not kind of like, you know, realness. So there's not small moments like them talking around a campfire. And when they go in town, him having to hide his identity, uh-huh. you know, would have been a cool character moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's like, oh, like, you know, I have to put this 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 hood on because, uh, you know, anyone in town who recognizes me, I caused that huge world war. Yeah. You have somebody who like thinks they recognize him like you could play with that. Yeah. Uh, instead, they just think that it is again, it, it feels so incredibly. And I, you know, I people get mad about it, but it feels like a bad anime trope, mm-hmm. not only anime, but like that kind of or like just kind of bad fiction. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like bad YA so, where kind, kind of bonkers. Um, he won't tell us his name, but he draws our attention to the tower, which is glowing. So now more characters know about the tower right. again. Final end of chapter reveals being things the player already knows just being revealed to the character. Right. Uh, kind of weak sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, Could be the other way, the other way around. <laughs> Should yeah. be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, challenge room is, uh, you know, trapdoor town. So playing on that sealed cave nest. 
and ends with a fight against a, a tough goblin. Yep. My strong goblin son. <laughs> yep. So. Got Gobby and the little goblins. Moving on to Yang's tale, the master of Fabul. Um, we have Yang uh, training his monks um, in the castle, and his daughter Ursula begs to join. You know, she doesn't just want to be this figurehead royal. She doesn't want to be a princess, right? Um, and the chancellor kind of draws Yang's attention away to this emergency. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, her um, character trait. Like Ursula, that's that's what she is. You know, she wants to be a fighter. He is overprotective of her. Yes. And that is the, the dynamic that is explored in their relationship. Um, this emergency they find out is this rapid militarization of Baron. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, everyone in this world's an idiot. Uh, Yang doesn't believe that Cecil could do such a thing because, oh, that's definitely not a thing. Well, <laughs> like he's your buddy, but like you literally just lived through this. Right. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so while Yang was distracted, Ursula has gone off to Mount Hobbs to kind of prove herself. Yeah. Um, and she takes two monks. I think the monk sprite is real weird in <laughs> yep. this, like the generic, the generic monk you get. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, we didn't talk about it, but when you go through uh, the devil's road, they give you a black mage and a white mage. Yeah. Um, as generic NPCs and the white mage doesn't look at you. It's a real weird sprite. <laughs> well, because I think they don't want to reveal that there's a face under that hood or determine what the gender of that character is going to be. Yeah. Cause you'd want you to say like, Oh, who is this? It's yeah. very weird when they give you generic ads in this, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they could balance it for anything. You know, it's like they, they add this to the kind of thing, but you could also just make the encounters balanced for one character, mm-hmm. you know, and not not have this. But two two Kung Fu masters, two monks come with you um, on your on your way up there. Um, and of course, at the top, you do mom bomb again. So mm-hmm. it's it's the in the same place. You're going to do the same encounter. Right. Yeah. Um, while you're up there, though, Ursula um, sees, you know, gets a look at the impact crater where a shooting star um, has, uh, has recently landed and they were not aware of this. Like, and so Yang wants to go and investigate and he cannot convince Ursula to go home. She makes a good point. Like, Oh, so you're going to see, you're going to send me alone back through all these monsters. Yeah. yeah. So. As opposed to, you know, so, so they decide to go up, you know, they, they go together. Yeah. Uh, to check it out. This is one of the, you know, again, few new dungeons and this is this impact crater. Yes. Um, and it's doing some color out of space shit. Yeah. Like it's spawning monsters. It's kind of discolored and weird. Yeah. It's, it's um, rotting the land around it, which is yes. something that a lot of people make a, make a point to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you're making the, you're making your way there. You have like these different jump points that you're trying to, uh, trying to find. That's kind of the motion gimmick of this. At the very bottom, you find this grave marker for some monks who were lost. You know, Yang's like, oh, that's, that's what happened to those people. Like we were never able to find them. And that's, you know, because they died and they're here. Yeah. Somebody um, buried them. Yeah. Really enough. um and so we find this quick way out and we try to circle back up to get to fabul to try and figure out how we're going to react because there's a lot of bad stuff going on and of course like you remember the way the mountain hobs work is you have to go through it Uh so you go up it um when you get to the top um and again you've already done this dungeon Mm -hmm. going this out the second time you've done this dungeon in this chapter um you see the red wings flying overhead um and we again we get another like time quake like another uh callback Mm-hmm. To where you defend, you go to Fabul, and it's very similar to when we defended from the Red Wings before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yang's attempt, you know, at diplomacy with, you know, these characters, these guards who have come in fail. Like, they are hell-bent on attacking because they want, they you know, they they, they, they want these things. 
um, so the crystal. The, the fact that like Fabul is not picking up on things, not only is it like everyone in the world has seen this happen, like they should teach us in history books. It mm-hmm. happened to Yang. Yeah. Like he had his mind controlled. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he not like it, it? just like I don't like thinking of these characters as dumb, but it's betraying the characters as not very intelligent. Again, yeah. with the exception and the fact that they do it with Edward uh-huh. makes me think that it's not just, you know, it has to be like intentional somehow. Like why I it, it's a weird retcon that Yang is a is a very very unintelligent person. Yeah, to me, the, 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 like I think that what they are trying to communicate is that okay, well, like the the king of Baron, you know, he would be a king. Like we didn't really know that guy. Cecil's a person that we know. Cecil's a person who we've been through this with. Like I think that's yeah. like they 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 are being dumb, but I think that 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 lack of intelligence in the situation comes from, um, you know, just an abundance of trust. It just the the trust is is too high and takes too long to run out. Right. You know, especially again, when this has happened to Yang, Mm -hmm. like Yang knows himself, you know, like, Hey, if I could get mind controlled, why couldn't anybody, you know, it's just, it's just tedious. Mm -hmm. Like it is a tedious thing to watch characters, not figure out something the players figured out hours ago. Right. You know, and that's where we buckle up because (laughs) there's a lot more of that. Right. So, when I, when I talk about that pacing thing of the story, it's like, this is what I'm, I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. is the story being poorly paced? Like, there have been these character moments. What have we learned so far? Like, you know, three or four chapters in. Very little. Um, you know, we've been introduced to some new characters, but we know that the, the we know the same thing we knew at the end of the, uh, at the end of the first chapter. Like, there's a mysterious girl who wants crystals. Mm. Like, we haven't learned anything. Yeah. You know, we've had mysteries show up and save the day, but like, the main plot is not being advanced. Yeah. Like, they, like they are taking a very long time to set up for the final chapter, like to get yes. like to, to, to touch base with all these characters and get them into a position. Yes. You know, while where they could have been kind of feeding out this mystery and keeping me engaged mm-hmm. as opposed to making me like scream at my PSP while, while I'm doing these things again, hmm. not scream. Yeah. I was going to say, I was gonna say like, don't but, like, be hyperbolic. Like, again, again, roll my eyes. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, I can't believe this is fucking happening. Why aren't you telling me anything? Why isn't this a story? You know, it, it's, it's not a plot. At this point, it's a setup mm-hmm. and then the setup lasts for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours until yeah. it eventually forms a plot. It is just really basic, like storytelling, like stuff that is not on offer here. Yeah. You know, so. Hmm. Um, yeah, I want I want to know more. I, I feel like you, you, you have to you have to give more. Yeah. You know, um, and there's not more to give. Right. Like we get to the end of it and it's like with the thing they decided to do with this. Any amount they would kind of give would give away, you know, would kind of give away the goat, you know, like give away. Is that the expression? They kind of give away, <laughs> give away the ghost, give away the, the, the they, they play their hand totally. Right, right. You know, with the way that it works, it just shouldn't have been this long, you know, like it almost feels like they should have like started where the story starts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anywho, I mean, it's just I'm just realizing now that we're doing these in aggregate and going through the notes and realizing we haven't learned anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just. um. I feel I feel kind of dumb for liking Ursula and for like, you know, like, yeah, the mechanical part of this. But like, I I, I like seeing where these things are at, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's uh, I, I just I wish that you just had to pay so much for it. Like, yeah. I, get, I get that part, you know, like I get like and Ursula is not a bad character. Like as far as new characters introduced in this, like she yeah. is, you know, solidly in the top half, I think. Yeah. And then just... she has a solid dynamic with her father. Like there's character work, but like a story is more than just character. Yeah. You know? And more than just like place, like these are interesting. These are settings that I'm nostalgic for and characters that are range from like, you know, like bad to good. But it's 
there's just nothing going on with the plot. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that's get, like this is the point in which this became very fatiguing to me. Yeah. That I'm not learning anything about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And I kind of think that maybe we should watching be characters. Oh, go ahead, like, sir. Or just like the fact that I'm watching characters refuse to learn things that I already know. Yeah. Too. you know, so there's that like whatever the opposite of dramatic irony is. Yeah. I kind of think we should be more sprightly through the re- sprightly through the rest of this because these issues don't go away. And this is going to be like just like this is a repetitive game, a very repetitive, repetitive episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. I'm not going to keep pounding that. I'm just saying like, you know, it just it. I, I we haven't said anything about a plot that's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been like move pieces moving around, but nothing that actually has to do with what the game is about. No. So, you know. I don't know. It is the point in which my play experience, it frustrated me. Like we do yeah. have to move quicker because we have a lot of these to get through, but yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so they are, you know, beaten back into the crystal chamber, you know, and then Kane comes in, you know, Yang and yes. Ursula um, have managed to fight him off a little bit, but he leaps over uh, the monks and, you know, kind of grabs the crystals like, wait a minute you're betraying us again. <laughs> and, you know, Yang is like, oh, you know, he's, that, that's just Kane. That's just the way he is. Ha ha ha. Who's, who's controlling you this time? Um, yeah. And Kane assures them, you know, no, I'm, I'm acting of my own free will. You know, there is yeah. no, there is no manipulation that is happening. Yes. Um, and, and kind of true. Mm-hmm. Like, and we'll, we'll get to that. What, what, what's happening, but it's, you know, it, this is not that. Right. Um, so Yang's upset, um, but Ursula kind of encourages them. You know, she's, she's a, she's a spitfire. Hey, we can get that crystal back. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to the pep talk that Rydia gave. Yeah. At this uh, point in the story. Um, back in the day. Yeah. At, at the very same place. I'd rather them repeat that part than the fights. <laughs> yeah. You know, a character re- repetition as opposed to a just like every time I go to this place on this mountain, a fucking mom bomb attacks. Like, right. Right. You know. D- didn't we get rid of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you killed mom bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so like you're going to you're going to go on your way. You get on a boat and characters never arrive on boats. In, right. uh, Final Fantasy games. Like, there's always this thing. Boats yeah, are bad. The, 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 the departures board is full, but the arrivals is blank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, air travel is the safest form of travel in Final Fantasy as well. Uh, and boats are the equivalent of cars. Um, so, on your way, you see Edward. Um, there's some kind of goofiness with, like, racing. Uh, there's, a, there's a little, like, weird moment of levity. Yeah. But your fuel line breaks, um, and you end up on the Adamant Isle, like, again, mm-hmm. um, having to get some fuel for for your ship, which you can find uh, through palm oil. Yeah. You have to find palm leaves. So Yang decides like, Hey, I'm going to take my men and we're going to go, um, and get this. Uh, but, uh, Ursula gets very concerned, uh, when night falls and they are not back. Um, and this leads to a new dungeon. Like this is a misty forest, something that we haven't mm-hmm. seen before where, um, you're going around and you're following, I think both parties, as we get these flashbacks to, you know, Yang trying to teach Ursula heart, like saying like, Hey, being a fighter, isn't just a matter of, you know, physical strength. You have to, you have to have something to fight for. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and by doing so, like, we'll allow you to actually be an apprentice and not just be a princess, right? A a princess, a princess. (laughs) princess. Um, so this is a big deal. Like, Hey, you know, I've actually decided to take her under my teachings. Um, all the crew is very impressed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys take off. However, a whirlpool, whirlpool appears mm-hmm. um, because history repeats itself. Of course. And the uh, the chapter draws to a close with this whirlpool. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about Ursula's uh, kind of benefit. She has a healing ability called Chakra um, yes. that'll proffer the entire party. And then she also, uh, over the course of that last battle, learned something. Uh, it's like a, a a weak point attack. So it's very similar yeah. to like the like the big hit. That, uh, well, big... it does. Um, I thought the weak point attack 
gave the the enemy an elemental weakness. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, I mean, there's there's you know there's a lot of like critical hit based kind of things. Mm -hmm. So it gives the enemy an elemental weakness. Um, yeah. And again, we don't use her for a while though, so it's hard to internalize this stuff. And you may not use her again at all. Right. Yeah, uh, the challenge dungeon here is very straightforward. is just a high encounter rate thing where you're going to get treasure chests and all of them are medics. Uh, moving on. So here's, you know, uh, to stop fatiguing Cole with my negativity. I think Calum's <laughs> Tale is generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, Pelham is actually like a character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's, he doesn't seem like an idiot. Like he's, he's too trusting in Cecil as well, but, and he does the don't call me by my title thing that I don't like. Mm -hmm. However, like there's a little bit of spark to him. So it is good. Yeah. And he's so, kind of fun to watch. <laughs> in the intervening time, you know, he has taken his um, adoration for Tella and turned it into a general desire to be a sage, you know, to master white magic as well. Uh, and walk in his footsteps. And we're going to see more of that later in Emporum's uh, tale. Um, but right now, you know, Palum is, you know, training for this. And he has been selected by the, um, I'm about to say mayor of Mesidia, uh, by the Mesidian <laughs> elder. Um, the gubernatorial force of Mesidia. <laughs> yeah. um, Troya has contacted them, being the preeminent uh, mage scholars and stuff. They want to train a new epopt, um, and they want Palum instead of Porum, uh, you know, in order to teach her uh, black magic which is strange yes. because that is not the way troya rolls yeah 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 so the, you know we'll, we'll, we'll kind of find out about that um so they, they take a, a boat ride over uh to do this and he's sassing the crew uh <laughs> and the like and just you know generally being being palum mm -hmm. uh you know he's he's his sprite makes him look like a real little shit yeah <laughs> like he used to look like a like a dennis the menace figure and now he looks like a i don't know dennis the teen <laughs> um like, He's just, you know, he, he, lanky he uh, and awkward. Yeah. He's, he's kind of lanky and awkward, but also like bitter, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Um, he, he is, he is a, a character. Yes. So, um, so you get, you get over there. Yeah. Yeah. And you are introduced to Leonora. Um, and it is revealed that she is the one, you know, she knew Palum as a child. Uh, you know, she was the girl that Palum was bragging to at the end of the main game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out like why the epops would want someone to know black magic. And they send you to a tower of trials that sprung up uh, that, that, on this island that like they built specifically to like get more epops to kind of militarize for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the tower of trials um, is an easy dungeon in terms of levels. You know, Palum, you know, Palum is competent himself and we have Leonora who knows a little bit of healing. Like it's that kind of party composition. It ends up being difficult because Leonora is very low level, quite weak, and only knows a limited amount of spells. Leonora has white and black magic. And we have these yeah. small little tests along the way to help her learn these new skills. And Palum will force her to fight, you know, these enemies by herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, so these the as we're doing these, we we get these little so it, it is tough. We get these little tests um for her to learn spells, yeah. you know, as we mentioned. Um, as we climb this tower. Yeah. So these little, little scenes of dialogue of, of, uh, Palum kind of teaching her and, uh, you like know, describing the way magic works in kind of a strange way. Like, you know, envision yourself training, you know, try to remember the coldest you've ever been. Yes. 
Yeah, things like that, which is kind of cool. Like the cosmology about how magic works is cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, as you get on up to the top, um, and you kind of rest up, and who shows up? The mysterious girl <laughs> uh, shows up to take the crystal. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but we uh, we run off. There's a little bit more fight back. Yeah, yeah. Like we're 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 back at Troya at this point. Um, yeah. And you know, like we grab the crystal ourselves, trying to you know get it to a different place where it will you know be you know be safe and we decide hey that lodestone cave should be good um but yeah. we have to escape from the castle because it's under lock now yes yeah um so yeah so you we go through the there's the troya uh castle waterway and um, we escape through to get to that lodestone cavern to hide out go through the lodestone cavern which you're playing you know two mages the central gimmick doesn't affect you right right uh, particularly like you, you can have a piece you can have a ring mm-hmm. uh that's metal but you instead uh wear rubies mm-hmm. um and of course, um, everyone's favorite, the Dark Elf has awakened. Now the crystal has been taken, so you have to fight him again. Yeah, yeah. And you're, um, you're being pursued throughout this entire dungeon as well. Like, there's a point where, in order to throw them off, like, you go over, like, Palum identifies a hidden uh, hidden path to get over to a different part of the dungeon that you haven't been in before. So it is not, like, a completely straight redo. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yes, you know, you do get to the center. The crystal's absence has allowed the Dark Elf to awake, and... Um, yeah, we end up having to fight him and his dragon form um, together. It's a pretty tough fight. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of saying, like, hey, we can put the crystal here and everything's going to be fine, the, mysteri- girl, the, the, the mysterious girl shows up with Shiva in tow uh, in order to freeze us. Yeah, well, he shows up with Shiva in tow to freeze the dragon mm-hmm. as you're fighting. So, like, you're fighting the dragon, you're going to, I think, if I remember right, like, you're going to lose. And this is another instance of something popping in to save you in the middle of a scripted yeah. battle loss. Yeah. Um, and then uses the the uh, Shiva against you. Mm-hmm. So it just like it just keeps happening where you're having scripted battle losses and someone pops in. Yeah. Um, somebody fucking loved that in the <laughs> staff. Like, um, so uh, you know, he's going. The series girl is going to freeze you. Um, we switch over to uh, the Mount Ordeals where Porum is with Kane. We haven't seen them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, "Oh no, Palum's in trouble." Yeah. Our 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 twin. Our twin senses activated. Yeah, this this is not where does Palum later do the thing where he he breaks himself, or is that here? Um, I forget because that, that's a cool moment. Like, there's a cool thing. It either happens here, and forgive me if like the after year scholars out there. There's a part where Palum <laughs> oh, grabs yeah, the crystal. Like, yeah, this is yeah. This, this is where he uh, he he breaks himself and Leonora to uh, to to save themselves from being killed. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool moment. Like, it's yeah. a cool intersection of. It's like a nice. This is a good callback. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, he's done time in the in the big stony. Like, this is, this is nothing to him. Yeah, um, this is cool. Like he grabs it. And the idea that like, hey, if I'm stone and I have this crystal like in my arms, you won't be able to grab it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a cool thing. It shows he's ballsy and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good moment. Yeah. Palm's a winner. Yeah. And then uh, or uh, and then, you know, but Purim finds out that. Uh, he's in trouble. Purim ends up being a real weird accessory to Palum in this. Yeah, like, like even less, her like, chapter is mostly about him. But yeah, he, she doesn't have any character development. Like, yeah. again, like, she, just like, Palum is a cool character. Purim is an aspect of his his character. Right, right. Like, she was already growing up, so she had no development to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a, ta- a challenge dungeon here, but that is mostly, like, another teleporter sequence. Womp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah teleporter dungeons are the best. <laughs>
forward to Edge's Tale, uh, The Pulse of Babel, um, which is like, this is another one, like we're kind of in an okay stretch here because Edge's Tale at least has some interesting things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that I, I am frustrated by by it, but there's at least it's a little bit different. Um, so Edge's note, you know, again, the Tower of Babel is glowing again, and Edge is hearing all these reports from trouble elsewhere. So he gathers the Eblin Four, his, his four <laughs> shadows, his four spies. Yes. And uh, sends them out to gather intel. Um, the biggest thing with these things, like, I think this is cool that you're playing with new characters and mm-hmm. the idea of Eblin having these spies is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a weird, and I don't, every time Edge says something, all four of them have to respond. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a real golden sun problem. Suck. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Gold, yeah. Gold, <laughs> golden sun problem is the way to put it. These guys have golden sun syndrome and there's, <laughs> there's not a lot to them as guys like there's the old one the girl and then the rest it feels like <laughs> yeah so and, so it's uh isa you are the girl sukunoa who is the uh the like the young like upstart kid um mm-hmm. zengetsu who's the old guy who's uh too old for this shit and gecko is like the the dumb brute yes um i wish these i think this would be cool if these were better characters mm-hmm. um as is it's kind of cool but i don't care about them yeah as- it's it's strange because it has them covering like a lot of ground and they're spread out very thinly yes and and so they're they're spread very thin and again the the meta idea the container in which this chapter is in is a cool idea Mm -hmm. that evelyn does this they're going out to find things that the player has found in previous chapters yes so again in that storytelling sense like we're not the player's not learning new information from this Mm -hmm. you know so that's that is frustrating yeah yeah And Um, at this point, it springs to mind, for me anyway, that we're saying that the player already knows this. It's likely they already know it. This could also be the first non-Seador chapter that somebody picked to play. Because in the the Complete Collection and in the the, the WiiWare version, you can play these chapters in any order. Right. Which is part of the reason why, like, that that was probably not the best idea to allow that. Because... Is it's hard to like they're trying to do is do a Rashomon kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like the same story from many angles. Yeah. But what ends up happening is it's the same story and there's there's nothing, you know, there's no re- there's no reveals. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're going to get the same information a bunch of times over. Uh, and it, that's not even just a, like playing them. If you play them in any order, you're going to have the same problem. Like if you played this first, mm-hmm. when you eventually get to the chapter where you find out that like, oh, my God, Troya is trying to train an epopt in, in black magic mm-hmm. like i already knew that i did edges tail right you know so you're you're kind of fucked either way mm-hmm. i hear um the other gimmick to this is that the ninjas can go out and they can die and if they do they will not be around yeah uh, for later encounters in this chapter or the final chapter so mm-hmm. like there's a sense of consequence to this yeah um the crazy thing when this happened um, one of my guys died i can't remember which one um but i w- kept expecting like it's like oh i'm gonna load you know it's gonna do game over i'm gonna load the game and it switched into the next ninja uh-huh. and i was very surprised by that it's a cool moment <laughs> yeah um but then i reloaded anyway because i want didn't want him to die well of course yeah but it's a cool moment mm-hmm. yeah. um so let's talk about the four uh redundancies that these guys <laughs> put us through <laughs> jeez well, that's, that's what happens like literally yeah. like that's what we're learning stuff yeah. we know uh, i <laughs> So the four redundancies, there's something cool. You get to see how they disguise themselves. Uh, in I all like these that part, actually. Yeah, that, like, that, 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 that is cool and good. Again, I will, be the, I will be the representative that at least calls this stuff out and draws attention to it. Oh. Yeah. Um, so you can take these in any order you want. Um, I'm just going to go through. I think this is like the menu order that they're presented in. Uh, Izayoi has gone to Troya. This is the, the female ninja. Um, and she's gone to Troya and disguised herself as a, uh, um, an epopt. 
or an yes. up in training, right? And so, like, you know, she's out there and they are like swimming in the waters of Troya. Um, and she's listening to gossip after their, uh, after, after their training, you have to like do one where you stand still, which is, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. pretty they do the, the earthbound yeah. like thing, like yeah, stand still for 30 seconds or what have you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, eventually she goes and climbs that tower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's heard no. gossip about them building this tower and trying to train up a black mage. Yep. Yeah. So you head up there. And again, that the piece of information you learn is that the pops are training a black mage. Mm -hmm. Um, Sukunawa, um, is hiding out in Mesidia as a trainee. Um, and you get to actually like turn into a frog to eavesdrops, uh, eavesdrop on the elders meeting, mm -hmm. which made me think like, God, Mesidia must be a nightmare <laughs> like for that. Cause it's just like, there's, you know, you never know when you are alone, Uh huh. you know, um, yeah. but it's very, it's like a cute image. Like you behind the little corner while the elders talking uh, <laughs> as a frog. Yeah. And this is a scene you're going to see later, um, in another chapter. And, uh, if you pay attention, you can see the frog at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. What's going on. Um, yeah. cool, cool little detail. Uh, so you follow this lead to go up to, uh, Mount Ordeals. Um, because they've drawn attention to it. Um, and you follow Porum up there and you see that the, uh, you know, the tower is glowing. And so like, all right, well, we saw that from there. I have not found anything new. So let's run across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sprint across the ocean because it's fucking weird. Because <laughs> you're um, a ninja, man. <laughs> yeah, you're a ninja. Um, it's a long, like, like it's still an ocean. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's a long way to walk. Yep. Um, Zangetsu uh, has hidden himself among the dwarves, um, is doing really, really badly. There's this really cute thing where he keeps saying rally ho and uh -huh. uh, so lolly ho and people keep correcting him. And it's pretty cute. He can't jump as high as everybody Yeah, he, Yeah, he can't jump as high. Like, it, it's pretty, it's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. He's dressed um, in a different color. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Um, he's down there and, you know, nothing is really discovered. Like, the dwarves yeah. are just kind of being goofy dwarves and building their castle and stuff. Yep. Um, so he says like later jumps off with Ruth the castle and then we have to uh, take him up you know through this cave to the surface um, like through these dwarven uh, mining tunnels yeah yeah um, yeah. and then finally uh, Gekko uh, is inspecting that impact crater near Fabul um, this is the one I, I died uh, with, oh I think. shit yeah it, it but, is pretty yeah. hard uh, like the yeah, impact I think this one's no tricky joke. yeah yeah um, and you get to see the mysterious girl kill those monks that there was the tombstones for. So, uh, again, wrapping up that loose end, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and you bury them, uh, wrapping up that loose end. And then you return to Eblon. Yeah. Um, I think there's actually a thing here too. Can't you, um, you're, it, this might happen later where you're watching and it gives you the option to jump in and try to save them. Oh uh, but yeah. If you, if you do, you die. Uh, -huh. so the, the correct thing is to step back and watch the monks get slaughtered. Yeah. Kind of a cool moment again, mm -hmm. but you just don't, you're not learning a whole lot. No. So no. that's, that's the bummer part is not advancing the plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what you're, what you're learning probably, um, is that the mysterious girl arrived on this. However, you could likely intuit that like this, yeah. is, this is what brought the mysterious girl here. Yes. And, and is that an important detail? You know, probably know. not. Like it's important that the mysterious girl is here. Yeah. And that uh, she is from really elsewhere. Important. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's, it's not necessarily important where she came from. Right. So, Yeah. Um, and so whatever ninjas are left alive, you gather back at Eblon um, and go with, you know, Edge through to the Tower of Babel to try and uh, sabotage it. Yeah. Um, and you have a five person ninja party. Um, they have different kinds of ninja magics. Mm -hmm. um, the five of them, they're, they're kind of uh, uh, associated with different elements. And Edge gets a thing called healing pill mm -hmm. um, as you're only really healing uh, heal. And it's pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is you have good offense, but everyone's made of paper. Yeah. And nobody can heal. Yeah. Izayoi has um has a healing skill that is pretty, pretty weak. Uh, and she also gets uh something called healing salve that will uh that that is more effective. Mm. 
Yeah. Like I have is, is still kind of limited, but yeah, you, you do eventually get that. And it's kind of fun to like roll, roll through with a bunch of ninjas. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. and you have appropriate bands for doing a bunch of ninjas together. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at the top, you, you know, fight a hopeless battle against the mysterious girl and a uh, who is there. Um, and instead of somebody coming in and saying like, yeah, we, you know, I will save you. They decide let's do the ninja thing and flee as quickly as possible. Yeah. And this is kind of, you know, you're running and you're running into regular random encounters, but every once in a while you have an Ifrit, uh-huh. uh, random encounter, which you have to run from as well. Yeah. Um, as you kind of make your way back down the tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and this is a moment that I'm not quite sure what to think of. I think it's funny. But I don't mm-hmm. know if it's good storytelling because they get to the broken bridge. You know, it's still still out of order from the last time we were here when Golbez dropped it out. And Edge uh, makes a literal leap of faith, deducing that because everything else is happening the same as it did before, um, I'm probably going to be okay if I do this. So he leaps off of the tower and ends up, by luck, landing on the Falcon as it passes by carrying Luca carrying Rydia and also the man in black. Yes. Uh, putting them together. So like the best possible reading of that is that it's kind of genre aware. Yes. Uh, it's, it's on terms of the story as it's presented, it's definitely bad, Yeah, but it's kind of weirdly meta. Okay. I think that it's the kind of trick that like you have to do more of or underline more or have like, you know, like a character who is consistently doing thing, making choices based on knowing the meta mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting idea. And you end up, it's kind of like a Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. You know, thing like knows he's in a video game, knows he's in mm-hmm. a comic book. It's just the one instance of that where it, where this happens. Yeah. You know, and the fact that the fact uh, that everything is repeating over and over is never actually expounded upon really. Yeah. It's, ju- it's, it's just, noticed. On, but it's, yeah. it's just noticed, but never explained mm-hmm. uh, makes this pretty dumb. I think, yeah. but at this point I'm beaten into submission. So it's like, I don't, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, it is hard for me to like, at this point it's committed the crimes it's going to commit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it, like at this point, I just, I, uh, the best thing I'd say about it is I thought it was funny. It is, it is kind of funny. And, and edge is also, again, like I said, he is not the dumbest person mm-hmm. in the room. Like he is kind of figuring things out. I think he, during when he runs into the mysterious girl and this could happen later too. Um, but I think he might be the person who says like Cecil might be being mind controlled. Yeah. Yeah. When he talks about it. So I think he figures that out. Um, it took a long time to get there, but I'm glad somebody figured it out. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, the challenge dungeon here is just a time limit version of the tower of Babel, mm-hmm. uh, moving through, uh, that dungeon and, uh, you get different credits dep- or treasures depending on how long it takes you to get to the treasure chest. Yeah. Um, that's what we're going to call it for today. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week with the remainder chapters and the interesting, if you are a Final Fantasy fan in general, like mm-hmm. the interesting thing that this does. Yes. Um, so we will get there. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Um, and then after that, uh, we will be taking your uh, taking your responses and doing our first uh, kind of monthly uh, listener letter um, episode. Yes. Uh, let me I'll look go. at this. If you're listening to this on the... Uh, regular feed it is too late um to uh, respond in the universal deadline for all of these is the 15th of every month so uh, if you're ever wondering when you want to get the uh, uh the responses in for any given game it is the 15th of that month yeah 
Um, however, if you are listening to this on the early release, you still have time. But uh, better is uh, or earlier is probably better than later. Mm-hmm. With that, so if you are uh, considering it, just make sure you send them in as a contact. Separate things for separate games when we have uh, those. I mean, I guess that's actually not important anymore. Right. Um, if you're doing the next months, make sure it's labeled. Yeah, yeah. As such. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, please write in. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to read your thoughts. Yeah. The um, yeah. If you like this show in general, um, the reason why we're doing this weekly now is because we are redoubling our efforts. Um, putting our effort behind Watch Out for Fireballs in the wake of Bonfireside Chat uh, retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we're able to put this time and uh, go through this is because of patrons. You go to patreon.com slash duckbeadtv. You can give us a couple bucks a month. Um, you know, just you know, $12 a year will make a difference. Um, and uh, get some cool things, get early episodes. We mentioned that early release feed. Mm-hmm. Um, get a bunch of different other rewards. And as we at Total Climbs, we are doing new and cooler things. Yeah. Um, so if you are curious, we have two new things that are going to be out at the, uh, probably around the time this comes out or at least soon. Um, uh, we did our first duck venture as part of mm-hmm. the, uh, benef- the benefit stream that we did for, uh, Jollade to aid our friend, uh, Jolla Prendes. Um, and Gary, uh, GM'd a dungeon world variant. That was very fun. Yeah. That should, that will be out soon. Yeah. Um, I've got the things I'm going to edit that together. Um, with all like tabletop things, I'm not going to do a close read edit of like the four hours and cut out every um. So it <laughs> right. is going to be largely presented as is. Right. Uh, but I think that it was, uh, you know, flowed pretty well mm-hmm. as is. So yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing is we did a or we did a pilot of Gary's new show, uh, Heartbeat City. Indeed. Yeah, me and Cole are on that. Um, that is the uh, 5500 goal. Uh, on our our patreon um we're going to be uh, hopefully we get to that and we'll be able to do more of those mm-hmm. um but you can check that out and see what you think yeah um uh, if that sounds like something you want to hear if you want to hear a love and relationship um podcast yeah. i think it turned out pretty well people seem to like it yeah so far it was a lot of fun to do yeah it definitely was i think um yeah and then ratings reviews um as we kind of redouble our efforts on this ratings and reviews remain important mm-hmm Telling your friends remains important. Yeah, this is an important time for the network for that. So yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about it. Yeah. So uh, until next time, what should they watch out for? Cool. Um, they should watch out for um, the things they experienced bad in the past. Watch out for yes. repetition. Yes, umbasa, umbasa, umbasa. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, grab a, a, some kind of snack and some, re my water. Cool, cool. As will I. All right. All right. <clears throat>